This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, like every episode of the show, is brought to you by our patrons. If you head on over to patreon.com slash techfeedtv, you can check out all of the cool things we have on offer. Uh, you get a lot for your patronage. We put out a lot of shows every month. I feel like we work really hard. Very proud of our work lately. Um, so I'd love it if you would consider heading on over and uh, throwing us a couple bones. Uh, if not for us, do it for my brand new beautiful kitten, Pocket, who is not to the point yet where he meows... Uh, in response to his name, but rest assured, I'm looking down at him lying on the floor. He just peed on a paper bag recently. Uh, not my favorite thing, but I have hope. Just like I hope you. Head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Segway King. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are concluding our coverage of Near, the action JRPG uh, published by Square in 2010. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of, thank God. <laughs> uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sick of this. Yeah. Uh, like, I just, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a discursive game. It's not the kind of thing you get to talk about without it leading to, like, a lot of uh, kind like kind of running in place questions and conversations. Yeah, yeah. About it, and like I'm just you know, I don't know. <laughs> the uh, I'm I'm ready to move on. It was a game. <laughs> like there's the, the interesting stuff happens in this, but I'm like, it's weird. Like the bad experience of playing it has leaked into the bad experience of like not necessarily doing these episodes yeah. and not any individual person online, but just getting mired in these kind of like larger questions about its quality as a work and Yoko Taro as a creator mm-hmm. online. So like the, ex- the slog experience of the dungeon extends into real life. <laughs> it is this weird thing where like so many aspects of the spirit experience have been pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know? I've, I have, I have intentionally been recusing myself away from publicly speaking about the game yeah. just so I didn't, just so I didn't get, um, kind of wrapped up in that because I would rather, I would, for, for, for me, I have, I think, uh, lim- limited mojo as far as tolerance for like going over these ideas. I wanted to save them for you. Oh, thanks buddy. Yeah. The, uh, I, it wasn't necessarily even going into the ideas, but like a lot of the stuff that got kind of discussed on, on the podcast and things that I've been thinking of in general, as far as like kind of self interrogating what I think about this creator, uh, and stuff and, and, you know, whether I trust this person or not, or whether I think that they, you know, what kind of merit they have has been a big part of like 
just and when I talk about online, I mostly mean just like Twitter and the Slack. Yeah. You know, so the 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 stream of you should play Automata has not ended. Yeah. So that was not, and that episode hasn't come out as of the time of recording. So I don't blame anybody uh, <laughs> for, for still doing that. But like that's still that's a constant low level patina mm-hmm. of everything. I feel uh, I feel like I I went to great lengths at the beginning to uh to to to, to lay that out there. I think that it doesn't matter, man. Yeah, no, I, I, th- <laughs> yeah. I think that the majority the the majority of people giving that to us just see near in the tweet or near in the announcement, and they say, "Oh, well, I've I've got this, but I've got this locked and loaded." I, I think so too. Like it just yeah. you know it doesn't. And there's just something that like even if I don't blame people, there is a low level exhaustion that comes from just dozens of people telling you what to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I talked about that that last episode, and then. Just in the Slack and like finally eventually it was just like, I'm going to make a channel for this because mm-hmm. it is dominating like every conversation. Yeah. Uh, and it's just – it's like the same points. It's this weird – like I wish this was – if this game was Dark Souls mm-hmm. and was about loops, <laughs> then like boy would it be thematically like resonant because it's like lots of loops. Yeah. Uh, lots of loops. Brother, <laughs> you may have some loops. <laughs> Thank you. Here they are. The, <laughs> the, uh, so it is – I'm looking forward to putting uh, this – experience behind me right like even if interesting stuff happens during this episode and i've liked these episodes of this show yeah, yeah. like i just am i'm sick of having near on the brain i don't want to think about Moonface boy anymore i just want to <laughs> move on and and spoiler like god of war has tons of problems and is also a real slog so yeah, like, yeah. the summer of discontent has not quite ended but that at least i think is like more interesting in, in what it did with like the direction that games went you know, for, for 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 sure, yeah. I think God of War, we're not going to run into, um, we're not going to run into like, for lack of a better word, social problems with it. Yes, yeah. yeah. The, the the fans are not as vehement, and I also just want to point out, like, not every, it's not like people are being obnoxious. It's no, just no, and yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, people are being nice and fair, and like nobody. I'm not calling anybody out. It just it's just the amount. Yeah, it's of it, my it, online interactions dedicated to it. Yeah, it is. It is the the the, the summing up, the accumulation of all of the uh, all, all of the loops. Yes, too many loops. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I got a war will be, but then it's like the sweet, sweet embrace of good boy adventure games. Like <laughs> I am so excited about it. Like yep. it's, gonna be, it's gonna be like getting into a pool on a hot day. <laughs> so excited about it. Me too. Um, mm-hmm. And there's interesting things about this too, and things that like I'm glad that we recorded this. You know, because some people questioned us doing this in multiple episodes, and like the length of the episodes, I think shows that that was the right decision. But also yeah. like. It's good because some of my like opinion has evolved in some of this stuff. Yeah. Too kind of like the more I thought about it. Like, you know, some of the stuff that seemed impressive at first is less impressive, and some of the stuff that was less impressive seems more impressive. Mm-hmm. Getting some distance from it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like it's it's I'm glad that we took the, our time with this. Same. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like these are these are three, you know, just a little bit under, under three hour episodes, you know, yeah. com- combine all of that. We're either rushing over things and end up making, I think, kind of a worse argument for the quality um, of the mm-hmm. thing as we as we saw it. Um, or we are doing an incredibly long one episode or two episodes that uh, yeah. that would exhaust us and make us, you know, like it, 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 it cuts it, it, it cuts either way. Right. Yep. Yep. And then you talked about this, you know last episode and stuff, but I really do want to get away from covering doing like four plus hour episodes. I think Mm -hmm. that we just near the end, it's like we're both tired and I think we just go quick. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it'll be good if we, we, you know, we talked about that a year ago. We were like, there's going to be short episodes and then we just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it'd be cool to do the thing that we said that was part of the vision. Yeah. You know, like I would, I would like to, to be able to do some of that Mm -hmm. for just for pacing. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
this I think this episode will go quickly because the stuff that happens is neat and half of it is stuff that we've done twice. Yes. So, <laughs> um, alrighty. So we, we are getting started. Uh, what uh, remind us what happened last time? Where well, we're leaving off. Yeah, so last time uh, we had that little time jump where Yona was taken away and Nier, Daddy Nier, uh, went on his warpath against the Shades. Finally, from Popola, he got a lead uh, as to uh, some artifacts that might lead to the Shadow Lord's Tower, where Yona would be held. So he went uh, back to many of the places we have been to before to gather up parts of these individual keys. I think that we have all, we have four of them now, and we are just looking for the last one, uh, which we will get here at the beginning of this episode, part three. Correct, the sacrifice key. Yes. We just got the wolf key. Ah, yes. Um, so the, the the first thing we're going to do when we head back to town after a uh, wolf party, um, <laughs> Papala has received a, a letter from the mayor of the area. And this is – there's one of my favorite lines of this. Where he's like, you remember the area, right? And I love it. Just like, <laughs> there's three towns. Like, of course, I remember the fucking – and I've been there many times. Of course, yes. I remember the fucking area, Papala. Yeah. Um, she says, uh, you know, they're reopening the village. Uh, they've opened a store. Um, and the villager and, – and so it's like, yeah, so what? However, they might have information on this keyword that you're looking for yes. on this uh, – you know, possibly on this uh, uh, sacrifice thing essentially. Yeah, yeah. So they're opening up. They're no longer going to be sealed away within their uh, kind of uh, tin can apartments on the sides mm -hmm. of this canyon, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But you get there and yeah, most of them are still locked away. Like the mayor even denies sending a letter. This is starting to smell more and more like a setup. And they they just say it too. Yeah. Like this next part is not a surprise. Like I think that uh, Weiss even says such a thing. Yeah. Um, you get in that middle platform, like the boss platform, mm -hmm. and there's just a bunch of uh, people set up, kind of having like a street party, just standing around on a, a void with no handrails. <laughs> and uh, o ocean, start, ocean nightmare. Yeah. It is absolutely like yeah, an ocean nightmare. Like these people would kill themselves if you never came along. <laughs> um, and you start talking to a guard about a letter. Um, and, uh, he says, you know, he says, well, what are you doing here? And he says, well, I'm, I'm on my a quest to kill all the shades. And like the villager freaks out in a way that is like, almost exactly like the robot face from total recall when asked <laughs> how long uh, she was planning to stay on Mars. Uh -huh. It's really robotic and weird. And yeah. I don't like it. It's like, like it doesn't, this is not, I actually, the sequence leading up to this boss fight, which is kind of a cool concept for a boss, mm -hmm. I think is dumb and bad. Mm, yeah. Like, I don't, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't feel like good natural dialogue. Like, he's like, shades, shades, shades. Like, he like he's like a yeah, robot. all of them. Every last one. Yeah, one. Like, like what is happening? Yeah, like, there's, yeah. There's nothing, these things are supposed to be, the whole point is they're not. Right. That, right? Like, they're, they're not, like, weird uh, automatons or robots or golems or something. Right. They're supposed to be sentient and people, and they're just, like, the dialogue here, like, the dialogue takes a huge nosedive here like they're killing us as if we're the villains like <laughs> go to hell yeah <laughs> go fuck yeah. yourself and, and this like this entire fracas where you know everybody starts coming out to defend themselves um and there is you know great confusion about who is a shade who isn't a shade are we the bad guys are we the good guys this is very confusing and none of it is actually really resolved by information that you get at the end of the game i have i have no idea and i could not say definitively right now whether or not like this was this was an entire village of shades that were locked away we only ever talked to them through the door so we never got to see that um so i think that this is and i they might have read this 
elsewhere. Like uh-huh. this might not be text in the game, but I think this is supposed to be a village where shades and non-shades were living in harmony. Okay. It's supposed to be the idea. Okay. Um, but that I think that, that supplemental material, that might have been re- me reading the wiki afterwards, like looking for that answer. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so that could be in the book. That could be anywhere. I don't think they, they spell it out here, but yeah. if if the guy hadn't had a total recall of freak out, mm-hmm. uh, we would have left and went on our way. Right. And nobody would be slaughtered. Yeah. You know, as well. Like, it's like, not only do they freak out and give away the game, uh, completely, it just, it just feels very unnatural to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it also feels a... unnatural that Emil seems to have insight into exactly what we're doing. Like, he starts having a breakdown because he is a child soldier who's been turned into a monster and is now forced to kill innocent people. But that does not, like, <laughs> that is not information that he has ever sp- spoken about having before. Right, right, right. Like, why didn't that just happen in Wolf Zone? Right. You know, if he has some kind of supernatural ability to kind of see this, you know, why, why now? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the, 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 like, this is, you know, it's a little bit sloppy. And literally, you know, they're reacting as if we're the villains. Yeah. Uh, they say, and it's like, so for one, they did that in the, the area the first time. Right. You know, but two, like, come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, just come on. And Yeah. Like, like you, you can tell, like, say, okay, well, we need a climax. We need to have a massacre to really show how far things have gone. Let's just, like, inarticulately slam every lever and hope that it maxes out. Yes. Yeah. So, so you fight off, like, tons and tons of, uh, uh shades. Like, yeah. tons of shades come out. Um, you know, some villagers are screaming and stuff. It is, does good, do a good job of showing the chaos no. here. Um, eventually you fight a large armored shade. And this swirling cloud of black uh, strands kind of coalesces into this, like, kind of beholder-looking, mm-hmm. like, shade. Like, a shade with an eyeball yeah. in the front of it. And this is a weird, like, collect- shade collection. Yeah. So this, this it has, is, a, has a name, too. It's like 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 Rosa, like Rosa or something like that. Yeah. Probably yeah. from a fairy tale because that's how the naming conventions yes. have gone so far. Yeah. It looks like a gigantic spiky ovum. Um, yes. in the sky that has a that has multiple eyes and it, like rotates to turn them on you and cast spells. Yes, because this is making it relatable that we're killing humans. <laughs> uh, is that, you know just the same way humans can turn into a gigantic beholder. Oh, like yeah. I get that their souls, like their energy things and stuff like that, but this mm-hmm. is a weird you know inelegance between this as the story about that you're supposed to be relate to and actually feel things about, and the fact that they just needed a big boss here. Right. You know. Right. Um, meanwhile, while this is happening, like Kaine ends up locking blades with a woman, you insisting like, Hey, you're a shade. I'm going to kill you. You know, her brother loses it again at showing, you know, the, how, how conflict will escalate when both sides are operating with incomplete information, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and mm-hmm. Kaine's downed. So it's just you and Emil, um, you know, trying to deal, <laughs> trying to deal with this, uh, gigantic beholder orb. And and I haven't – I wanted to initially, before we recorded the last episode, I was going to keep like a counter of the number of times that Kane goes down in a cutscene. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're halfway through that. That's yeah. going to keep happening continuously for the rest of this and in a new game plus. So she constantly goes down in cutscenes. Yeah. It's a really weird thing and I don't really understand it. No. Um, I mean it's because she's super powerful. So if she was right. around to help, like it, would, it wouldn't make any sense. But it's inelegant. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, you fight these, Emil is losing at our village, our world, who am I, where am I? Like it's, it's something else. Uh, yeah. the first part is of this fight. So you're going to be chasing this thing around the airy, which is inconvenient because of the ladders and such. That's what um, you did last time too. Yeah, exactly. I give you a call of the last big boss. Yeah. Fight. We, we fight, did the same thing. Fight, fighting the, 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 the lizard. Um, you know, you are just fighting against it, absorbing magic and then just waiting for the eye to be exposed. Yes. Um, and, and, and that is, with the lance. 
Yeah, and it's surrounded by these kind of like ribbons of re- of reflective energy. Like this is mm-hmm. this is a I, I like this fight. This, the, the, this yeah, is this, this, fun. this is not bad. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I would agree as far like especially on the New York scale. Yeah, like it's at least interesting. It's not the same thing we've done a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not attack a hand, attack a hand, attack a head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, halfway through though, you know, you rip off the ribbons and Emil blasts the eye. The second part involves like Emil in a Dragon Ball Z beam battle, keeping this mm-hmm. thing locked so you can get around behind and attack its, uh, attack its weak spot, uh, back there. Yes. Again, just running the word right you're here. looking for. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the, uh, the soul, the amalgamation of souls butthole. Yes. You are trying to lance the soul hole. Yes. All the, all the buttholes of the souls got together and formed one gigantic butthole as well. <laughs> Do you think if, if you're going to amalgamate into something like this, like your parts would correspond? So like just your hand was joined the group of hands and those made a hand? Or do you think you would just be like, hi, I'm a xiphoid process. Like my whole <laughs> body is the xiphoid process. Um, I think it'd be the latter. I think that if it was, you know, you yourself were segmenting, you get down into uh, walking the coastline problem. It gets fractal. Mm. So like at, at what point do you stop subdividing? So is each yeah. hand a hand or is each uh, bone of the hand a bone of the hand? Is it each cell on and down the line? Yeah. Yeah. So, so one unlucky person gets to be the butthole that you blast. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, it's just one person. He might like it. <laughs> yeah. You might be like, just a little, little smile. Like a <laughs> cutscene, like a wink with a, with a ding, you know, it's a living. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't vision, but I like what I got. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just don't want to immediately jump to it being a bad thing, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I, I appreciate it. I, I just I, I know that it's I mean, it's, it's definitively a butthole is a thing. Um, that's that's the line in the sand I'm drawing. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, then you chase it some more. Chase, chase, chase. Um, you do once you do this kind of boss fight some more until eventually you get to the next like big thing where you shoot it with a, uh, you screw it with these dark lances and it starts erupting blood everywhere. <laughs> uh, this causes Emil to lose control. Uh, and he starts like exploding into light. Yeah. Uh, kind of here. Um, well, you know, I mean, Weiss says the ultimate weapon yeah, is being, is being deployed. Yes. Yep. And, uh, Connie wakes up just in time to watch Emil erupt and, uh, and destroy the monster. Right. Um, and I think in the process, destroy the area itself too. Like when this whole scene is over, you cannot go to the area anymore. Like the entire bridge, like everything is cleared out of the Canyon. Yeah. 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 Um, Emil is, you know, horrified at this. He says, I killed innocent people. I, you know, I watch, I watch, I watch them die. I killed them all. Um, you know, and here's, and here's a word of advice, you know, to help him cope with this horrible thing that he did is don't look back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, well, that, and that, that's some classic wisdom actually. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how you turn to a pillar of salt right there. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you're not supposed to look back <laughs> on stuff like that, but it is, you know, he couldn't help it. I feel like this is like this whole scene, especially with Kane, like fighting the, the other character, like this is a scene that should have been rich with pathos that didn't land for me. Yeah. Because yeah. it, there's character stuff I like, but we don't spend very much time on it. Mm-hmm. And it feels arbitrary the way it's triggered. Yeah, to it, me. yeah, it feels um scattered to me. Yes, yeah. So it was all right. Like I, I, I like you know I like Emil. I want to deal with him dealing with this. We just kind of don't, right? 
and we don't for the rest of the game. No. You know, like this never comes up again. <laughs> you know, he for for a character that is so widely beloved, like he doesn't get very much development. He no. doesn't change very much other than just his physical form. Right. And a little like a, a vague notion of coming to accept himself, but he does not he's not challenged by these ethical considerations. He just kind of mentions them and moves on. Right. He's a he, he exists to be a pluck elemental. Yes. And that's a, a disservice to the, the, the individual, like, small beat mm-hmm. kind of voice acting and dialogue, which is actually really good and makes the character very endearing. Yeah. You know, like, that's why when I think about sometimes, like, it is it is part of the common narrative and also true that the gameplay in this game is a real failure. But the writing is not perfect either. No, Like, there's no. lots of problems with the plotting and, and broad character stuff that makes – Things like that stand out to me because mm-hmm. the things that are good are really good. Like, you know, I, I feel like there's a part of like if you if you only know this if like accepting some things that aren't true, right? Like if you accept, you know, Yoko Taro is just being the person responsible for this, which he's not. He's mm-hmm. the whole team, right? But if if it's just him and this is representative of his game philosophy, there's a series of concentric shrinking boxes that I have to put him in. Yeah. Where it's like the first one is like, oh, he's he's not very good at gameplay, but he's really good at writing and character. Mm-hmm. And then it's like smaller box where he's like he's not super good at plotting like a lot of the plot stuff that's going to happen yeah in like the grand like world stuff doesn't really work for me it's like well he's just good at character and then it's like well is he though because this doesn't get a lot of development like near himself doesn't get a whole lot of change like he's a good sketch you know which we said in the first episode but i expected these people to have a little bit more of an arc you know it's like he's really good at dialogue and like character beats Right. Like, like everything that is good about this ends up tripping over something that, you know, is, is holding it back is, is, is is what's, is, is what's happening here. You know, if he has good ideas and I think that he has good ideas, they're held back by, you know, there being too many of them, you know, the three Mm -hmm. stooges problem, right? Or, you know, they're held back by kind of inelegant expression or they're just not present. There are things that are external to the text itself that you absolutely have to read into it because if you say, Hey, this isn't explained, then well, actually it is. You know, so much right. of, so much of the meta text around this and the exterior text exists to inform this. And like, I think that that is a mistake, you know, well, and especially when we spend so much time focusing on things that are unnecessary yeah. in the actual main game. You know, so you take the scene right here and we spend a lot of time underlining something that like, you know, about the shades being people, which like the thing that would be important to show here, because you've already hinted at it. And you're going to try to recontextualize it in a matter of like two hours when you come back here mm-hmm. for the first time and show what really happened. Um, the thing here to do would be to deal with the characters. Yeah. Like that's the next level. But instead, we spend all this time running in place explaining stuff that we've already learned. Yeah. You know, and having characters just declare that to the camera. And it's a waste of time. Yeah. And also, you know, like, it's frustrating because they're declaring things with a certainty. Emil is certain that he is killing yes. innocent people. Kaine is absolutely certain that, pe- that, the, that the people are monsters. Like, they're, they're, there is confusion, but it's entirely on me. Like, nobody is acting yeah. like they have imperfect information. Right? And, yes. like, that to me, like, just undercuts any of the, you know, any of the checks that they're trying to cash. Yep. Yeah. Even if it is part of the theme is the idea that like people have imperfect information, they've gone so far the other way as to have no subtle hand yeah. to this. And we will get into that more when we get into New Game Plus, but I think a lack of subtlety is a huge problem with this game. Yeah. Um, when we start getting to the B-sides of these scenes, like 
they are a ton of bricks, every single one of them. Right. You know, and it's like you it is a delicate touch to find the balance between like impact and not being kind of laughably huge. <laughs> you know, and it's like you can have that impact and be subtle. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. Right. Um so after this, we're like, well, all's in a work. Let's head back to Poplin and see if she has any quests for us. You know, <laughs> you just head on back and you have the keys. Um, and White says, you know, that collection process is actually really simple as if someone set us on the path. Hmm. Somewhere in here, and I don't know where it is, you can actually go into Popola's weird door. Did you do that? Like she's got – there's a door on the library you can check out. And I can't remember exactly when it opens. It's not open from the start of the game, I don't believe. The the only um, door that I went into that was not Popola's um, office was the weird trophy room. That just that's, kind of what, has... that's what I mean. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, like, at some point, I didn't go into that in kind of late. I don't know when it opens up. But mm-hmm. that's also the, like, Popola's no good <laughs> scene is that, like, after we kill these things, she gets an action figure of them. Yeah, yeah. You know, each and every one of them's pretty suspicious, I think. What's this bottle of detergent doing here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to go kill a detergent monster now. <laughs> To go kill the stainies. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, so now we can go to the Shadow Lord's castle. But not before we take a detour through the Lost Shrine for the third time in this playthrough. Yeah, because it's such a good, good, good dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is this one, the one that ups again the number of block pushing, pushing puzzles. Yeah, and they're all... Block pussing puzzles. Yeah, block pussing. Yeah. Block pussing. yeah. <laughs> er- erotic <laughs> Legos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put together the box um, oh no yeah all the butthole talk and now this <laughs> yes yeah. you know it's it's been a long weekend uh, <laughs> yeah. i've seen um yeah no so yeah they, they, they complicated a little bit uh the bigger deal is that you end up with uh, you end up fighting more big shade monsters like this ends up being a little bit of a mini boss course if you decide to engage with them uh, realistically what you're doing is spear dashing past them yeah, you know, yeah, you don't have to yeah. get through them. Essentially, you want to get to the castle. Yes. Um, and this is a cool moment. Like this is shocking and and neat. Yeah, and I, I think in terms of in terms of setting, everything beyond this is really cool stuff. I like the Shadow Lord's castle quite a bit. Yes. Like I think I think this is a cool cool idea. Um, I don't like uh, that it's just great. a hallway. Like that's kind of lame, but. Well, they, they don't. When are they going to? Are they going to start level designing? <laughs> late in the game, of course not. You know, like of course yeah. it's a hallway. It's hallways and boxes because that's literally the only thing in this game. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> so I, I don't like that. I think that some of the stuff with the chase thing we're going to get into gets a little tedious. Yeah, that's uh, not that's yet. not great. But th- this is cool, at least aesthetically. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, because you, you you step through. You know, you go through the, uh, the the door behind where you found Weiss initially, um, and you're in this just gorgeous this gorgeous castle courtyard like you know well manicured garden colorful flowers for the first time you know like good when you call it a castle courtyard that kind of belies um like an oldiness to it but there's glass yes and stuff here too like this is not a castle courtyard like this looked to me like the top of like a sky rise almost yeah you know like this looked like a fancy you know and i think that the ultimately what it what it is which is revealed later so some of my perceptions might be colored by that but mm-hmm. there there are modern elements to it yeah i was i was taking these notes as i like like, like this is literally my first impression as I, gotcha. as I as i saw it yeah um and that's i think part of what's cool about this is that it does to my mind on your first gl- glimpse without knowing where this leads it does uh kind of give you a gradient uh of like technology level a little bit 
Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, you know, the game isn't a secret. It's not a secret that we're so far in the future to the past. Yeah. But they are pretty sparing with that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a cool thing here, too, that's not in the notes, so you might not have done it. If you pass by these birds and walk by them, you get stuck in a loop. Um, (laughs) What? you, You start out back at the beginning of the courtyard. Yeah. Um, so as you walk through, you keep going back in the courtyard. Eventually, you know, uh, Weiss will yell at you about it. Mm, um, yeah. and, and it's a weird thing where the poor level design of the game, uh, <laughs> actually affected, made me stupider than I am because <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Like I understand, you know, when I'm stuck in a loop. Uh huh. Um, but because so much of the level design has just been copy pasted hallways, I assume that what was going on, that was what was going on here. Your, your expectation was so low that this could have yes. been progress. Yep. Like, because so when else is, when am I not just going through identical hallways? (laughs) You know, like you didn't, you didn't do a good job of making that not the norm. So Mm -hmm. like it's, it's a, it's a ballsy move to then play with it. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm always down for an endless hallway. Like I like that as a thing. Yeah. Um, But eventually the way you break out of that is talking to these birds. Yes. And these birds, they give you, they give you a quiz, a quiz based on information that you don't have yet. I think that yes. ideally what you're supposed what this is supposed to be is trial and error to like discover for yourself what the like what the truth of shades and you know, shades and humans are um, and both of both of those are 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 in quotes. It's three questions, there are two options for each of them. One option is kind of more classical religion, you know, like uh why do humans have short lives? Um you know, it's because they are uh you know, because they are cursed, etc. Um, or there's one that is kind of more technological. So like, why did humans disappear from the earth? Oh, the black disease. How can humans extend their lives to separate their bodies and souls? And where do the souls go? You know, it's not like, oh, into some kind of paradise. It's into their corresponding vessels. Right, right. And there's no consequence for losing. Like you're supposed no, to get no. the, the wrong answer here. Yeah. Um, which is a weird way that like the gameplay, like you can only do this in a game. Yeah. You know, in, in real life, if you just asked me an open-ended question like that and uh-huh. I said the obvious religious thing uh-huh. and then that didn't work and I had to start over, I wasn't <laughs> going to, I wasn't going to guess these ever. Right. You know, like it's just, it's a weird, it's a very gamey construct. <laughs> um, but it like works just fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this is genius, but I don't think it's terrible. Right. Right. Um, as you go towards that main door after you do this, uh, Devil and Papala pop out. Yeah. And, uh, they say like, Hey, you know, is it too much to ask you just to turn back? Um, you can say, I looked this up online, you can say yes, and you just get teleported back to the village and have to go back through the dungeon. Um, so cool. The, uh, it's, a good, it's a good troll. I would be furious yeah. if it happened to me, but. Yeah, it would be like, of course, it, it seems like it would just, you know, that should give you a non-standard game over right. to me, you know, but instead, uh, shunt you back to the, the village. Yeah. In automata, it would be like ending Z or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which um, I, I think I would like. I like that kind of thing more. Yes, a little bit than just just time tax. Yeah, because I got tricked or because I clicked <laughs> the wrong button. <laughs> right, because you know we're supposed to trust Devil and Popola, right? Yeah. Um. You know, they say, "Hey, turn back," and when you say no, they bring out their weapons and they say, "Yeah, we really didn't want to fight you, but guess what? We're villains." You know, mm. like they the legislated that they the, their plan was to you know they thought they had more time. They wanted to wait for the ne- for the next generation. Uh, they didn't expect me to get this powerful this fast. Yes. Yep. yep. Um, and this end, ends up in, you know, starting at this point, I had pretty much suspected they were not on the up and up. Oh, yeah. The, the, the game has been hinting everything as hard as it possibly can. So there aren't any real surprises left. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. You know, so it's it, this was not a moment of like huge impact for me. Right. Um, you know, I, I could see how it would be. I think that if you got more invested in, in the characters. Especially if you did you like know, side quests, like there's one where you get devil a drunk, you know. 
That kind of thing. Yes. Like you, end, you, end, you end up bonding with them. Yeah, I think I can. I can imagine. I don't think this is necessarily like a whiff because I can imagine a world. Mm-hmm. It would just have to be in a game where I wanted to play it to get that stuff. Right. You know. Right. So like when when you harp on game design stuff or level design mechanic stuff in this, it's not inconsequential to the story. Right. It matters, right? Like if that stuff had been good, I would be more invested in the world, and this would have greater impact. Yeah. It's not. They're not separate. No. It's not the kind of thing where, and I'm not. Criticizing anyone who can say that they can just separate them. That's why I can't is because, of course, they touch together because mm-hmm. it's how much I want to spend time in the world. Yeah. And it was very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something like this, I was just like, oh, these people I knew were bad guys were – I mean I didn't actually know Devola was because I only talked to Devola like once when you have to. Right. Because I didn't want to spend time doing these side quests and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. You know? No, because you probably did, you know, two or three side quests and realized you had, you got really no reward and had no fun doing it. So you just write it off. Maybe don't treat every side quest like it's, uh, like they're equal, you know, yeah. you know, like in your interface or, you know, in, uh, in, in the way that they're presented. It's, uh, and spend a, a little less time, like some of the actual main tasks we could have done. Mm-hmm. Like I like that they, we talked about last episode and we'll talk about again, like the for the forest of memory or what have you. Mm-hmm. Like I like that as a construct for, accomplishing mainline quest stuff that's like combat free and just kind of a break. Yeah. Do more of that. Like mm-hmm. if your combat is this absolutely ball shitty, like have it be a thing where me and Devila have to go to another town and interrogate people. Yeah. And then you hint that she knows more than she does. And there's not a sword swung. Right. You know, maybe <laughs> it even still has terrible consequences. Maybe you have to make a decision that results in a bunch of shades dying instead of, just swinging a sword that results in a bunch of shades dying. Yeah. You know, and then you accomplish so much more like, Oh, I got to know devil better. I've gotten closer to her. The hint, you know, it broke up the gameplay. You know, there's just like a million ways to do this better. Yeah. Like, and yeah. as, as opposed you end up getting these parts where you're supposed to cash a check and like, there is a straight up, do not want scream at the camera thing a little bit later, <laughs> which is like good dialogue. I couldn't care less about these characters. Though. Right. So it just it doesn't it doesn't land. Yeah, you know, like, like all it, that like, stuff matters. Yeah, like all, all all of the pathos is you know just kind of like intrinsic to the scene. Like there's nothing that actually, you know, for me in my play in my experience, like fed into that. There's yes. there, there, like there's one particular line on the do not want kind of scene that like kind of kind of stuck stuck me a little bit. It's good. It's good writing on the individual level. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, like, like the dialogue is good. Yeah. But like again, you know, if it, it just it, it's the, this is a crass way to put it, but you know, if you want me to be invested, uh, give give me some ROI. <laughs> I'm a yeah, gamer. Yeah. Give me a treat. <laughs> yeah, gamer as a gamer, I demand treats. I demand treats. <laughs> how many times that you know? And if your perspective is as a gamer, I don't deserve treats. <laughs> how about as somebody who appreciates art, I deserve treats. Yeah. You know, or as somebody who reads books, I deserve treats. As yeah. somebody who watches TV shows and watches movies, I deserve treats. Yeah. You know, I gotta have something like a treat can be the bitterest dark chocolate, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be a, 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 you know, a gobsmacker or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Gobstopper. Everlasting. Everlasting. Um, gobsmacker everlasting. everlasting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. Um, but you do this, you do this like fairly bland, uh, magician boss fight. I feel like, yeah, they teleport around, um, and they cast spells, you know, honestly, it's just, uh, you know, you're just chasing them around. This is like all of these battles up until the very last one are just uh, kind of containers for dialogue, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they, they copy Weiss's powers, you know, for, for from the traitor Weiss. He's the traitor because he did not merge with Noir uh, back during the kind of the previous climax. And before the jump. Yeah. Um, and these powers came from them in the first place. So it's not like they stole something. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. They sent you off to go get these sealed verses that they they in turn had. Yes. Apparently, or that there were theirs. Um, right before you, they kill you. You know, they they just kind of their home planet needs them, so they take off. Yeah. Before you can kill them, they send you into the castle, mm-hmm. and White starts going crazy. Yeah. Uh, again, like he starts kind of mumbling. His powers of speech are, are failing him. He's getting uh, like essentially, it's like he had a stroke. Yes. Yeah, his 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 connection to his physical form and his voice are uh, being strained at this point. Yes. Um, the next chamber here, after a little hallway, uh, is a massive ballroom where these ghosts are dancing a waltz to a really uh, neat arrangement of the Song of Ancients. Mm-hmm. I, I like that quite a bit. I also like that the song goes out of key as they turn into shades and begin attacking. Yes. Yep. Um, so something you know, again, good good set piece. Mm-hmm. Here, um, you're still just finding more shades, but it's at least an interesting setup. Yeah. Um, Kanye busts open the door out of this ballroom, uh, but a bunch of these ball shades kind of roll over her and form into a to a boar. Right. Um. So, yeah, and they're they're upset that we're we're killing them. Yes. Yeah. That 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 we're that we're killing these shades. The 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 scene. What I, I mean, it's a real like uh, what, what is it? Classics of game. Kind of scene when yeah. she's like bowled yeah. over by these beach ball looking things. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and again, uh, Connie being taken out, you know, more or less during a cutscene. Right. Like she right. comes back and stuff like that. But that's, you know, for somebody who's ultra competent, she is constantly, constantly taken out during cut. Yeah. Yeah. During yeah. Cut. Uh, but this boar is the most powerful thing in the entire game. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a weird choice. Um, yeah. But like, you know, you, you, good. Yeah. You can't kill it. No. Um, you know, you take it out the first time and it comes back with armor. So you have to do, you have to adjust your tactics mm-hmm. as such. You take it out with armor and then it stands still and fills the room with poison gas. So one of the final bosses in the climax of this game is a farting pig. Yeah. Yep. Genius. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so at this point, you know, you decide to run away. Uh, the, you know, the boar cannot be killed. So you're trying to get out. And while this is happening, Connie is trying to get out. Yeah. As well. She's again, sidelined is the good word. She can get taken out by the balls, but she does decide not to join the fight. Yeah. Um, she just hits a door until it opens. Right. Um, um you do then, this chase up this spiral staircase that I fucking hate. I, this is terrible. So the, 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 the oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The, the, there are crates, uh, that are scattered around and it's meant to, uh, meant to slow you down. Um, if you screw up at all, uh, the boar will hit you and it is an, an instant death and you have to restart, uh, back in the ballroom. Um, yep. the only way to do this is to equip a spear and then understand from your hours of, you know, dashing through this game as quickly as possible to skip content, understand the rhythm of doing your roll and spear lunge to, uh, to, to get yeah. out there quickly. Like, I, I don't see a, I don't see a non-exploit, a non-exploitative way to get around this. Yeah. I, I, I don't either. I did the same thing, same, same experience. You know, I died a few times. Like figuring it out, and I don't understand what this is supposed to prove or what this accomplishes. No, why this was included, what, who thought this was a good idea, how this got past playtest. Like I really hate it. Yeah, and um, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying this as like, oh, this is the, the this is why they're doing it. The one thing that I took away from it is like we are in the spiral staircase, and things are looking more industrial. Like going from going from this uh, kind of well-appointed overlook overlook hotel ballroom uh, into what appears to be the backstage of Portal. Like that is something I noticed as like, huh, that's odd. Yeah, for sure. You just didn't need to be chased by a boar no, like, wrestling no. with these crates <laughs> to see that. You know, like that, that's that's environmental storytelling. And it's worth noting because it's the one time it happens in the game. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so it's like, yeah, that's cool. They actually did something with a background um, here. But it's it's not – I'm specifically the chase. You know, the, cha- the, yeah, the chase is bullshit. 
yeah. yeah, super, super, super horseshit. Um, you get back here, you're going through the back, back rooms of portal, which is cool. Like that's a cool reveal. Um, the boar corners you and is about to give you the death fart. When out of nowhere comes like everyone's favorite character, apparently, like the king of facade shows up with his army of spear bros, the mask men or whatever, and and save you. Um, you know, which like again, like just like, huh? Okay, yeah. You know, was I was I supposed to be that invested in this dude? Like, yeah, is this supposed to be awesome? I don't, you know, I don't really understand. Um, what is the emotional? stakes of this it's, it's like it's like steve buscemi's uh cameo in uh gosh billy madison yeah 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 <laughs> the, the, boy um, am i glad i called that guy yeah okay. <laughs> yeah the, uh, uh so so they they kind of keep the the beer uh the, the boar busy uh-huh. and s- send you on your way say so like you know we'll see you again once this is all over and you you resist for for a little while uh mm. leaving here yeah. Um, you know, and before yeah. he goes into battle, you know, the, the king is talking to, a, to, to his, uh, assistants. The major domo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he says, how many, how many rules are there about, you know, what to shout before you die in battle? Eight, my lord. And then the king weirdly says, let's try this again. I don't know what that means aside from like, oh, is this all a cycle? I have no idea. Is it, I think it looks like a joke. Yeah. Like, I think it's just supposed to be a joke because somebody was very enamored with this rules culture as a, as a, a yeah. one line joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know either because it's also, it's totally all over the place. Cause it's also played as like a tragic sacrifice. Yeah. Cause I'm, you don't want to leave them behind. If you click on the door as you leave, like, I think it's happened here. Or does it happen later? Like Connie slaps you to keep, get you going. I think, I think it's after a meal sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, it happens like, but your, your companions have to tear you away because you don't want to abandon your, your friends, mm-hmm. you know? So it's played like all over the place. Yeah. Uh, there. Um, so more corridors. Uh, and eventually you find Devla and Papala sitting in like a conference room yeah, <laughs> with like, a, a cityscape behind them, which is a cool scene again. Like, yeah, very surreal. Well, and it's like, it explicitly looks like the city from the very, very beginning of the game. Yeah. You know, where, uh, where near was trying to save Yona at the beginning. Right. Yes. Um, but yeah, you know, they're like, they're sitting at this desk. They're, you know, kind of like on this, uh, platform above you. Um, and they explain their plan. Uh, this is the exposition. Humanity was at risk of extinction. So they started this rescue effort called Project Gestalt. Um, yeah. and they say, Hey, if you want to read about this, we've, <laughs> here are some helpful pamphlets. We'll just slide them into Grimoire Vice for <laughs> yeah, you to peruse at your leisure. We've patched your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and visually, this is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, like what happens, like you see, see the, the, you know, the, the different things and you can go into your, your notes section or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just read the story. Yeah. Um, here. Yeah. Um, so we get a, a couple of these documents. They're a little bit like the reports that we found in, um, in, oh gosh. Emil's so basement. The, Emil's basement. Yeah. The, the underground lab, the umbrella lab. Um, yeah. and these are also just like, you get the sense that this is Devola and Popola, like the minutes of their meetings that they held together a little yeah. bit. And they span like, you know, you start out on report number 923. It ends on 11,242. 11, so yeah. like, yeah, the, these are highlights from just a whole bunch of a whole bunch of reports and Devola and Popola have been kind of appointed to make sure that this, you know, that, 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 that project Gestalt went off without a hitch. They're like administrators. Yes. 
so essentially, the first one we learned that this white chlorination is wiping out humanity. Um, genetic information transferred to civilian repressed replicants. Civilization repressed. Civilization repressed. Thank you. Um, Devil and Poplar are planning uh, for when the disease dies out and humanity can resume. Right. So essentially, they're, they're taking people and they're sticking them in robots. Right. Um, they're doing a little bit of like uh, like the village as well. Civilization repressed. Like, okay, we need to stop them from you know, kind of developing too far on their own. So we're going to kind of mandate that they exist in this kind of like pocket area held off to the side in a medieval kind of way. When you say, yeah, when you say the village, you mean the M. Night Shyamalan? Yes. Like the specific village. So yeah. they, they don't want them to just immediately, you know, essentially like if, if this had used a metaphor that was not fictional, like they didn't want them immediately to develop nuclear power again right. or what have you. Yeah. So they kind of freeze them in place. Yeah. Um, another note here says that the gestalts are relapsing at a spiking rate and losing sentience. Uh, these are the shades. So the idea, yes. like they, you know, they, they separate the consciousness and the identity of the soul, you know, from the body, um, the body itself are these replicants that are made, you know, these are the corresponding vessels that they're supposed to return to later on. So we have the gestalts, the shades, um, and as they lose sentience and go insane, uh, um, the bodies themselves start relapsing. And that is the black scrawl. Yes. So the two, the two things we have is we have sentient shades or three things, I guess, four things. There, <laughs> there's two types of shades. There's sentient ones where their, their bodies are still fine. They haven't relapsed. Right. Um, feral shades who, who have relapsed and have become like their bodies have gone away. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happens. That's how shades go in crazy. Mm -hmm. And then we have the, uh, the vessels, the replicants, which they're fine if they're like daddy near or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if their soul goes away, they get the black scroll. Right. Um, there. So essentially they have to exist in this kind of parity, uh, both being okay for both to be okay. Right. Even though they're separate. Yeah. Um, so the committee notes, you know, Noir is the code name for this restoration, restoration schedule. Weiss is the name for the decoding system. They need both of them to kind of usher in the reunification of bodies and bodies and souls. Right. Yes. Um, and they come up with this kind of guidance, uh, and release code, uh, for near alongside Weiss. Uh, you know, yes. like near is as much a part of this. He's unaware of it, but you know, all of this time he has been directed to get a hold of vice power back up and then reunify them. But by defying that, uh, he's kind of fucked everybody. Yeah. Well, and he's also, I mean, again, uh, and this is really obvious. He's the shadow Lord. Yeah. So at this point, once you've read this, it's like, Oh, the shadow Lord is the shade version. That's my soul. Yes. Um, so that's part of the other reason why they're kind of guiding you mm -hmm. is to, to get you back there. Yeah. Um, next report, you learn that these relapses, um, are tied to the replicants gaining unexpected sentience. Um, so if, so that's actually what happens. It's not when your, your replicant vessel dies. Mm -hmm. It's when your replicant vessel, vessel grows a new soul, you, the shade goes crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's oh. the, uh, the the difference there. But um, so along with this kind of genetic instability in the initial kind of gestalt, so in, in near, mm -hmm. and this kind of genetic uh, – Yona, the gestalt's daughter, has relapsed, right. thus the uh, Black Scroll. Right. Um, and also thus why gestalt near would want to capture Yona as we know her. Um, you know, the, the, the Yona's, Yona's replicant to reunite her with, uh, with, with the gestalt before, you know, they completely, um, before you know. the, before our Yona dies of the black scrawl and yeah. his Yona dies of relapse. Yeah. You know, because our Yona has a soul mm -hmm. as well. Yes. So essentially it's just like the, these bodies start growing their own kind of souls mm -hmm. and that fucks everything up. Yeah. They didn't expect that mm -hmm. over the course of 10,000 reports. Yes. So this is a slow process. Yeah. Over the course of 10,000 reports and roughly, I think like 15, 1600 years. 
Yes. Yeah. So it's a super slow process. Um, so yeah, so like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Can, can we take like a moment and camp out on this as an idea? Yeah. You know, cause this is supposed to, this is a big revelation. Um, this feels kind of fiddly and, and like this, this only like, I think like half works for me. It feels very fiddly to me. Yeah. I think it depends on which scope you look at it. Um, like just as, just as an idea, it seems like a real, seems like a real, uh, comic book super science kind of thing yes. to me. Um, when you look at the individual stakes, as we see an ending B, I think is the one, either ending B or ending C, at like what it means, uh, for both of these souls to, to attempt to, uh, kind of share the same body and just kind of the, the, the stakes of loss that one will always have to win, um, yeah. or both of them will lose. Um, I think that that starts having tremendous, tremendous resonance for me. Um, but as it stands though, the idea that, oh, you were never human and the things you, that you were killing are human, like that, that doesn't feel sufficiently powerful to me. And the frustrating thing is they're both human. Right. You know, like, which, which I guess is, is part of the point, but the next bit that we go into after we learn this, like when we get to actually new game plus and it is spending so much time, like, you know, you're a bad boy, mm -hmm. like you, you murdered the iron giant and his ward. Like it just, it makes that feel a little bit like I was just like, it was just a replicant that grew a soul. Yeah. You know, the idea is not that you were soulless and that's why you're doing these murders. It's mm -hmm. not Dragon Guard. Yeah. You know, the idea is that they're both souls and this whole, I, this whole project was just a big dumb fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, even though there are payoffs that are good for this, it feels like to me, um, working from the end backwards in a really extreme way, mm -hmm. like as opposed to saying like, what if this happened? What would be the logical results of that? Yeah. It was more like what what we want to do is do a story about these two, you know, two people who have the same kind of right to the same personhood. Mm -hmm. What is the most fucking convoluted way we can do that and still be in <laughs> Dragon Guard continuity? Right. <laughs> you know, and it just it, this whole reading through these things was very frustrating to me because it's it's extremely like inelegant. Yeah. You know, so even though there are some good results from it, you know, and ultimately like the the strongest thing the thing that i i suspect that you're you're going towards like i i think that's cool too the thing that played in this theme that i really liked was this idea that like the player has gone through all this nonsense and worked so hard at yona back and then you learn that your other half has spent like a factor of 10 <laughs> times as much time doing that you right, know 100 yeah. times as much time doing that like mm -hmm. i think that's resonant and cool yeah i just think that there you know there's just has to have been a better way yeah. Than this. Like this, this feels like wiki, wiki bait to me. Yeah, it, it definitely does. It feels like it is, it, it is generated. I mean, it's, it's convoluted. Um, it's Resident Evil lore. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's Resident Evil. It's <laughs> the, uh, yes. Like, yeah. this, this is, this, we're getting into some like T, T, G, T11 virus shit <laughs> with this. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I think that there is a worthwhile story to tell there about, you know, like, just because these new beings, uh, are not originally human, but human inspired, um, you know, does, does, does that make their life and personhood less valid? Right. Like, I think that there is, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a tired story, but it's definitely one that is worth, that is worth talking about. You, you can find a lot of resonance. Like, I think that there is mm -hmm. no, there is no advocate for the case of the replicants at this point. Right. Yeah. And so, like, we are just led to believe that the shades are worth more just because, you know, they were, <laughs> just because they were there first. Right. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Like it, it is like there's something you can do to get there or like the, the place where it's at is a good idea Yeah, for a broad theme. The mechanics of getting there feel very sloppy to me. Uh, and Gary, would you believe that Nier Automata it's... deals with this far more directly? I wouldn't believe you, actually. At this point, that's going to be my answer from now on. I'm just going to become everything everyone hates and be like, no, there's no way it can be good after this. It's going to be trash. Like, the, all the themes are bad, and there's no way it's good. So sorry. And the no. gameplay is shit. It has to be, because this one is bad. No. I'm, just, I'm just going to start saying that as my yeah. stock response to anyone who mentions the word automata to me for any reason whatsoever. Like, so, so I, 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 machine. I just go crazy. I, 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 I'm definitely not being fair by, 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 by feigning, by, by, by feigning surprise uh that, that, yeah. that, that i'm just that, that that is more my way of communicating that like yes what we're talking about and what we, what we wish would happen is represented more clearly yeah. in this other one forget everybody else everybody else who has <laughs> talked to you online i'm a person who's played this thing uh, who's played more of this than you than, than you have i'm just communicating it more so we don't oh, yeah. have uh, people reaching out and saying i know I, yeah. I was i was just doing a joke yeah the uh, i believe it like it would have to be better yeah because there's no way it could be worse and still get made mm-hmm. and still get like on game of the year list. Like this is not very good as right. an articulation of like this idea in total, even if you do get some good payoffs from it. Again, though, yeah. the reason why those payoffs work is because of character stuff that they set up because, you know, and even just character moment stuff. Mm-hmm. It really has little to do with this like grand plot. Yeah. So um, I I was still pretty interested in getting this. At this point, yeah. Um, this is one of those things where I talk about things that kind of landed for me pretty well, and then kind of aged poorly. Like this aged poorly for me. Yeah. yeah. The more I thought about it, the more I felt like this is un- unnecessarily complicated. Yeah. Um. um so one of them, Devil Arapopola, says oh, we're going to be needing that shell of yours. The rifle owner has been waiting for a very long time. Um, and we yeah. learned a little bit about Popola and Devola. They're eternal constructs. They never had souls to begin with. They're just replicants designed to administer and control the shells. Yeah, they're robots. Yeah. Um, you do a fight again. Um, and this one, uh, Popola kind of hangs back and you fight Devola mostly. Yeah. Uh, Popola kind of shoots, you know, magic missiles from the podium. Uh, when you kill a uh, Devola, Popola comes over. Here's that, you know, that do not want speech yeah which like vacillates wildly between for me as like just personally like affecting and unaffecting like Mm -hmm. you know that this first little bit i don't care for this like you know i understand why we were born as twins we were born without souls the world is too lonely for somebody without a soul alone our souls are missing but our tears still work our tears still work is a a desperately awkward line to me yeah yeah that is that should have been cut by anybody Mm um you know and then he says that's weird uh and you kind of like Mostly, like, Nier is kind of just taking a back during this whole thing. He's Popola. Like, he mostly <laughs> says that over and over and over. Yeah, right. um, but she can't be consoled. No. You know, no, and, like, and you say, like, why can't we just stop? And this, like, cuts to the, the better speech, Yes, I think. No one stops. It's way too late to stop. Yeah, no, nobody stops. You, you stop. You know, like you want us to, you know, get off this train. Like, there's yeah, you, no getting off this fucking train. Yeah, you, 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 you want you want to you want to stop after you killed my fucking sister. Yeah, that's that's a good speech. So yeah. again, it like vacillates wildly, and I I don't care about Devola, so it's a little bit hard to have the emotional thing. But the actual dialogue is good. Yeah, yeah, it's well written dialogue. Yeah, for, after they say that our tears still work. <laughs> yeah, uh, for, 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 for me, for me, the thing that worked, like I, I did, I did believe. You know, the, 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 the loneliness, right? Of, you know, that, like that, that would result in, oh, we were designed to be eternal. We were designed to have each other to lean on. One of us is gone, you know, and now like what? I'm just expected to limp through life. 
So like, I think that that's good. But again, like the way these things, so up until this point, um, we didn't really, really talk about this, but all of the villain speech stuff from them is really sneering. Yes. Like it's not, they're not presented as like they, when they say like, uh, you know, we really didn't want to fight you. They don't sound sad about it. Right. They sound like kill bots. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not like beep, beep. I wish I could kill you, but they are saying like, we really didn't want to fight. They sound like Wesker. Yeah. Um, you know, like, we we're really we're, didn't we're going you, to need that shell back. We're going to need that shell back. Like, they don't come off as sympathetic characters during those parts. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, actually I'm very lonely. And it's like, well, your pathos has not, it just started just now. Yeah. You know, like you went from me liking you from a gameplay, like you're my companion while I'm going through this game mm-hmm. to, Oh shit, you're a villain. And you're kind of like a Wesker ass cold villain. Mm-hmm. And now the third option is actually, you should feel bad about it. Yeah. And it just it's it's shifting gears incredibly quickly. Yeah. Uh in a way that that killed that for me. So like that idea, yes. The idea of like you being constructed with a companion because you're gonna be forever kind of alone in the, the situation. Like I get that. Mm-hmm. But they, they they just were huge assholes. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I wish they hadn't been they didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no reason to write them as like we're gonna be needing that shell now. Like they didn't have to do that. Yeah, they I don't know why they did. They undercut their fucking thing again. They they they, they could have they could have been more reluctant. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's the, the the idea of it that works for me um, more more than the individual you know, execution of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so now there's she explodes in a big geyser of magic, and you do another boss fight. Yeah. So you go through this fight. It is the one that it feels like has stakes. You know, it's the one you're meant to, uh, meant to lose at, uh, possibly because it is not just a cutscene with dialogue mm-hmm. and such. Eventually though, uh, Emil surrounds us in an energy shield. He, bu- he bubbles us up, um, and starts trying to fly us away. Like, okay, like we're just, we, <laughs> like we can't stop. We need to go on. Popol is going to drag us down with her. She sends out tendrils of dark energy to grasp us and, uh, bring us, uh, bring us back toward her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Emil ends up sacrificing himself. Yeah. Like he, he, he's, he, he splits off, you know, to, you know, basically stay in Popola's grasp while the others, you know, proceed ahead. In, a, in an energy bubble. Yes. Which like, okay, a cool energy bubble from out of nowhere. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, the, uh, we could have been doing this the whole time. Why do I have to go down to that fucking raft of fast travel? The, um, so, uh, he comes down and this is his like, character character climax i guess is his self-sacrifice like he kind of monologues you know i was always ashamed of myself first i was ashamed of my eyes uh then ashamed of my body but i am proud of uh proud of these things because that's why i'm I'm friends with you guys right you know i I made friends this is a a power of power of friendship thing Mm -hmm. and Um, and this is one thing that i do like when they undercut it you know because mm As the darkness encroaches and the shields start cracking, you know, when Nier and Kaine are out of, are, are, are out of earshot, you know, he just kind of says like, yeah, I, you know, I really want to see all you guys again. I'm scared. I don't want to die. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this, I think that this whole thing is handled pretty well. Yes. Like, uh, it looks real good too. The way that the darkness is kind of crushing mm-hmm. the shell it's like and, at the bottom and of the ocean. More, more, yeah. 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 It looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this is, this is sad. Like I like, a meal mm-hmm. and I am sad that he died. Like it's a little, again, we're going to, everyone's going to sacrifice themselves one after another now in a way that feels kind of artificial to me. Mm-hmm. This being the first one works. Yes. Uh, for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so after, after there's a big explosion, he's gone and his staff falls and bounces on the ground. Yeah. 
And, uh, and that's, you know, that's him. We cut over to, we don't get the immediate fallout in the party. We cut over to the Shadow Lord who's standing over Yona's body. Um, and, uh, he can't, he says something he can't understand. Right. This speaks uh, in the gar, the garbled shade talk. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Kane starts beating the, you know, beating up near like, re, you know, grief freak out. Right. Uh, and then they almost kiss, mm-hmm. um, get really, really close to making out, and then she breaks it off and continues on. Right. And uh, the restraint in which they had, again, like, I, I am 75% sold on her falling in love with Nier mm-hmm. in general, but I think that the way that they restrain those two things is pretty good. Yes. Like, they, you know, they don't go all the way. They don't spend very much time on it. It just kind of happens in the margins in a way that feels pretty good. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So... Um, we fight through more shades until we get to where Yona's body is in like a conference room. It's like a boardroom, um, even more so than where, uh, than where Devola and Popolo were like the, the, this is the place where a lot of PowerPoint has happened. You get this. Yes. <laughs> you can tell it's, it's, it's haunted yes. by the MS suite. It, it is haunted past. by the page peel animations of past. Times. Can you imagine what Microsoft office suite they're on by that point <laughs> in the future? Like, good God, PowerPoint would be incredible. <laughs> um. <laughs> but we get in here, you know, Yona's uh, in a bed in the corner, um, and Shadow Lord and you know, Grimoire Noir appear. And this is a super, super easy fight. Like, you just just pound on Noir until he goes away. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it's it's just there to because it would make sense for us to fight him. It's, a, it's essentially a cutscene. No. Yeah. Um, eventually, Yona stops you. Uh, from doing that it says wait dad um walks towards you and then walks past you yeah the, the uh, way to, this is shot is really cool yeah this is great yeah. like it almost looks like she's walking through you mm-hmm. um she's not but it almost looks like it. it's shot from the side right like to absolutely 90 degrees it's very good yeah um and the reason that this is happening uh shadow lord has taken um yona's gestalt and put her back into the replicate Yes. You know, so yep. like when she is thinking of dad, she's not thinking of this battered up, you know, near that we've been playing as she is thinking of the shadow Lord. She's thinking of the near who's floating around and trying to kill us. Yes. Yep. She is a complete person, yep. you know, and, and, and kind of like, I don't know if, she, if she's actually unique, but she might be unique at this point. Like the people don't get put back together. Right. Right. Like that. You know, I, I think that's a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and so, it was supposed to happen all at once with the reunification yeah. of, of uh, vice and noir. Yeah, and it just didn't. Right. So uh, she says, you know, please, I don't want this anymore. Uh, I don't need someone else's body. I don't want it. There's another girl inside this body. I can hear her, and she keeps crying. She wants to see her dad. Right. So, again, it's a problem that the these replicant bodies grew souls. Right. You know, so there's not enough room. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the soul and halves. Yeah. It's the gang of kids in the <laughs> pathological. So. No, no, no vacancies, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so this destroys Shadow Lord. Like you can't understand anything he's saying, but just is uh, just in his acting, you know, in the animation, like he can't even stand, you know, he's just yeah. watching as Yona steps into uh, the light to release her shade, you know, like mm-hmm. just stepping into the you know light as established way, way back is deadly uh, to the gestalts in the shades. She steps in, you know, and she <laughs> just dissolves, you know, we are back to the Yona that we knew from the first half of the game. Yeah. Uh, and here, because it times out to be another companion sacrifice, mm-hmm. more or less, like seemingly, like Weiss collapses. 
uh, at this point. Like, it almost feels like they're like, oh, we have to do single voice <laughs> um, at this point. Um, the dialogue here is good, though. Um, you know, he says, it seems like some headstrong idiot has pushed me beyond my limit. I should have taken that job as a cookbook when I had the chance. <laughs> and he gets up and he, he walks cor- <laughs> walks away. Yeah, he like shuffles uh, from corner to corner. It's great. <laughs> he can't it's hilarious. Anymore. It's yeah. so good. Like, it's very, very funny. And it makes me desperately wish a whole the whole game was like that. Uh-huh. If he never floated. And he's like, <laughs> like just uh, fantasia behind you. <laughs> the entire entire game like i fucking love it like, it's very funny yeah <laughs> but um you know near he's you know he, he cannot understand the shadow lord he does not want to put anybody else's grief and sorrow uh, ahead of his own he says like hey do you want me to understand your your sadness do you want me to have sympathy for you like i'm still going to kill you you know regardless you know like of what it costs yeah um, so you do this fight. One of the things that's kind of interesting is we didn't get most, we didn't really talk about this, but we didn't get most of our, uh, interface and our, our pause menu until ice came along. Right. And we lose it again. So we're yeah. back to basic near from the beginning of the game. Right. Which is just a hack and slash, you know, character essentially, cause you don't have any magic spells or anything. Yeah. Um, so you have to fight shadow Lord without magic. Um, and he's shooting these, you know, shoot him up patterns of magic at you, but you just kind of cut through those and, and get to him and, and stab him. Yes. Nothing, nothing too new or special there. Um, after you kill him, Yona is unresponsive. You, you try to talk to her. Weiss says, listen, she's okay. Uh, and his voice kind of comes from everywhere. Like he lost his physical form, but he came back as like a force ghost essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, he's, and he's, he's only barely holding on right now. Yep. Right. Um, you know, Weiss can, can, can bring her back, you know, will like with her, with her memories and, we're presented with a final question, you know, like in order to do this, we need to basically input a password, you know, who do I love more than anyone? This is from, from, from the perspective of, of, of Yona. Of Yona. Yeah. yeah. Not, not if, if it was from your perspective and then you put in your name, that's a very funny ending. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I yes. did my best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, baby. Behave. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, so, so, so the memory that will bring her back is the memory of who she, who she loves more than anyone. And so it brings up uh, on the PS3, at least it brings up the, the interface where you have to type in your character's name. And before, before that, we actually get this little quiz about her too. Yeah. Like, it's like, isn't that right? Like that's here where it's like, what is my favorite food? And I think so. Yeah. You know, yeah, do I love being at home? Like, yes, yeah, when daddy's there, like, <laughs> you know, it's very, it's very pure. Yes. Um, and then you reunite, uh, Kane jets out. It's like, you two have a good life. I'm, I'm going to go take care of stuff. I've got, got my know, own she, shit to take care of. Like, yep. She had her own kind of quest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so like it's father and daughter together again, you know, like this entire plan to save humanity is, you know, now lying in ruins. Right. But. You know, we, we have nominally solved our quest. You know, Yona's looking out over the ruined city, <laughs> like understanding what the wider world is now. You know, for the longest time, someone kept calling out to me, wanting me to see the light. And now I can finally see it. Yep. Uh, and then we get a flashback to, to Nier and Yona when she was a little kid. Um, and adult Yona and Shadow Lord, they're hugging each other as well. Yes. And that's uh, that's credits. And this is not a happy ending. No, no. Uh, she is separated. She still has the Black Scroll, and people still have the Black Scroll, and humanity and the Shades will never reunite. No. Uh, everyone's going to die of either being feral or getting the Black Scroll. Right. Because so it, by destroying Devila and Popola and also Grimoire, basically by taking out all the villains, we have doomed humanity. Yeah, books, take them out. <laughs> uh, and then everybody's fucked. But yeah. it, it's a brief moment of happiness. Yeah.
you can start a new game plus uh, here. This is the ending B path, mm-hmm. um, which we are going to. It's so just real quick something I was thinking about uh, when I was reflecting on this game before we recorded. If this game had better gameplay uh, and didn't do all the hinting, um, I would have been perfectly okay with this as a story on its own. I think with ending A as a story yeah. on its own. If it was a fun game to play mm-hmm. and didn't have all that stuff hinting at other margins. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been kind of – I mean I would have wanted them to underline how sad the ending is. Yeah. You know, like if it had been a game about – because something like way back in the first episode, I was saying how um, I was surprised that the story is not more Cats in the Cradle. Yeah. Uh, and and I, it didn't really turn out to be, mm-hmm. right? Like there's barely any of that. Yeah. You, 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 know, you, you said that before before you even got to the ending, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like that would have been a way for this to be, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think that would have been a arc. Yeah. Uh, for this, that would have worked. Like, there's a way that this game could have been. This would have been fine. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't do that, but I do think that they biff a lot during New yeah. Game Plus. So we'll, we'll get into that now. But like, it just it, it, this could have been an ending for a better game, and it is 22 hours long, mm-hmm. um, which is a long time. Yeah. That's a pretty long game for this type of game with this little variety and this kind of level design. Right. So it's a lot to ask. And then – so just, you know, again, going into my kind of philosophical resistance to being asked to do a new game plus to play the real game. Like you had a full game, you know, kind of there. Mm-hmm. And then just being like, keep going. Like, Fuck. You know? <laughs> yep. Well, keep going. No, it's like go back. <laughs> yeah, go go back. Yeah, keep, you know, go back and do uh, – so we're, during this next part, we are going to uh, – shoot through everything like we're just going to say what's new right but i just want everyone to know who's experiencing the game vicariously that the game does not do that no you no. have to take every step you have to fight every shade you have to go through every dungeon yeah <laughs> you climb, is, climb every is, mountain <laughs> yes it is not meaningfully different and that is a huge fucking problem it, it is it is a huge problem additionally you would think okay well it's new game plus new game plus traditionally makes things harder right like it, yes. you know, it, it scales things up i did not notice that being the case in fact you start new game plus with all of your weapons um and all yep. of your levels etc um you know that, that that you had at the end making everything trivial like you yep. are you are just here to see the same scenes over again with a couple and, of additional things and it's like it's trivial right so which makes me think that what like why would like what if instead of so th- this opens up with an extended series of like text prompts yeah what if they replaced the dungeons with those what if you yeah. just had a page that was like in a storybook like fashion like near and his companions did this this and this and you just read a paragraph and then you got to the new part yeah and new game plus was three hours yeah it was more of, of like, a montage kind of thing that would have been phenomenal like mm-hmm. that would have been a really clever way to do it like it would you know and here's how things could have happened you know yeah. like it would have been just a much better way to do it but like you know, I was already the the time the third time I went back to the fucking junk heap in the last episode, I was already furious, like extremely unhappy going back there again. Yeah. Like just just miserable. So we're not gonna spend that much time talking about that stuff, but I just want you to know that like you have to go through the same fucking cog and spoke level designs and it's not better in any way. Right. You know, it's not even different. Like if anything, <laughs> it's just easier, so it goes by maybe slightly faster, but it is more boring, so it's a watch. Yeah. yeah. Um it's a huge deal. It's a huge problem. Like it is as close as possible as you can get to like a fatal flaw in this experience, I feel like. Yeah. Is is that. So we'll get into the new cool stuff, of which there's plenty, mm-hmm. but just know that in between every like good bite, we have to eat like ten spoonfuls of cornmeal to eat like a truffle. Yes. So um <laughs> the, the, this is I'm not presenting this as a counterpoint. The um this does not start like at the beginning of the game, which yes. is fortunate 
to an extent, right? It starts um, after Emil's transformation. So we do not have to do any of the pre-time jump stuff. We don't have to do the second return. Uh, we don't have to do the return to the haunted mansion, nor do we have to do the underground lab. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, it's still, which in a weird way, like, so I, I wouldn't have wanted it to make you do that stuff again. The fact that they have the confidence to skip so much of it makes me think, why not skip all of the stuff with no added value? Right. You know, like if you, if you, if you're going to do that anyway, you obviously understand that repeat, the cross repetition has no value. Right. You know, so like just why, <laughs> why half measure it? You know, <laughs> you have demonstrated that you know better. Yeah. You know better. Yeah. Like, you know, and yet here we are and the game wasn't too short, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like it, that's not the problem. So I just, I, it's a gobsmacking decision. Yeah. Um, we've got square Enix game, on the box, so it needs to be 30 plus. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go to square Enix town and just start slapping. Mm-hmm. Um, the game even, and the game also tells you like these things being presented as new game pluses is another part of the thing that kind of like rubs me the wrong way philosophically mm-hmm. because they're not. Right. Like the game, even just in the text, just says like, "Hey, uh, load this game, this clearer data to see Kanye's story." Yeah, like you're gonna get new stuff. This is not new game plus in a traditional sense that you understand. Right. You know. So. Yeah, and it's not even like like the, <laughs> that is also inaccurate. Like ending C, like if anything, yeah. is Kanye's story. <laughs> like so yeah, C, C and D. This is the B side of the story. Like you get Kanye's story. Uh huh. And then you, then Connie doesn't get a whole lot of screen time <laughs> other than getting killed in cutscenes. Right. Uh, and then, and then shows up at the very, very end during C and D if you did an asinine thing and collected all yeah. the weapons. Well, want to see this beautiful woman get hurt over, hurt over and over again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> data. Yeah. yeah. What is this? Tomb Raider? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so like, um, so it tells you that, uh, opens with, you know, luckily it opens a lot further than, than it could have. Uh, right. Emile's looking at this petrified Kane when she bore him and polymed herself in front of the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, whenever I looked at Kane, she reminded me of something from my past. Maybe I was confusing her with her, my sister this whole time. Yeah. Uh, and then we get like many, many pages of just text yes. that is her dreaming when mm-hmm. she's petrified. Yes. Um, and they all have their own like little chapter titles and everything. And this is really just a way to give you a concentrated dose of Kaine's backstory to under to, to understand why she is the way she is. Yes. Yep. Uh, so let's go through it. Yeah. Uh, so part one is discrimination. You know, we have this young girl uh, who's at a crossroads, right? You know, she goes to a weather vane at the center of the area. If it points east, she's going to go back home. If it goes west, she leaves, and it's implied that she'll kill herself. You know, if it goes west, mm-hmm. you know, there's nobody around. It points east, and she's like, "Ah, oh, for fucking real, really?" Yeah. Um, and then some yep. bullies come out, well, and she, she's not like for fucking real yet, because this is pre-swearing, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's this is the origin of that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, they, that that was me editorializing. That was yeah. that was swearing Cole uh, interpreting yeah. not was, swearing Kanye. And stay tuned if you listen to this podcast again from the start, you get swearing Cole's origins. <laughs> the, uh, so it's just a bunch of movies of that I watched that you yeah know, convinced yeah. me that swearing's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Taught you. <laughs> I learned it from you, Dad. Um. My dad doesn't really swear that much. Um, no. No, but daddy's home too does. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's could be where you learned it from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then some bullies descend on her um, and uh, attack her for being a freak, uh, yep. for pretending to be a girl. Uh, yeah. In quotes. So this is this is the line in the thing that supports her being intersex. Yes. Um, which like the two things I took from this, like I either thought like pretending to be like a girl is just, just like a kid, mm-hmm. you know. And then when I thought about it more, it also to me sounds more trans than intersex. Yeah. 
to me because intersex is very rare. Like fiction doesn't have intersex characters very often, which is a bummer, yeah. which is why I'm glad that that, that kind of is. But mm-hmm. it just it's a weird thing to trust the audience to infer. Yes. I guess. My understanding is um, if for Japanese audiences, it's a little bit more explicit and it's definitely yeah. laid out more, more, more strongly in Grimoire Near. Um, I think it also could possibly be, you know, just a, a an instance of a creator possibly uh, conflating the two. That, I thought about that too, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm not not very sure, but they're throwing rocks at her. It's a bad scene. Yeah. Um, and then her grandma, who we've had alluded to, like a shade tried to impersonate her grandma mm-hmm. earlier, uh, chases them off and uh, comforts her and gives her a wreath made of lunar tear flowers. Yeah. Uh, which we'll see that wreath mm-hmm. later. We'll steal that wreath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the second one here is daily life. Uh, you know, Kaine, uh, learns her appreciation for swearing, uh, and for the blade, uh, from her grandma, her grandma, you know, curses like a sailor, probably even worse than Kaine, um, and, uh, has Kaine contributing to the house. You know, they're living in the shack by splitting logs. Yes. Yep. Um, so, uh, the grandma collapses when she returns with this water and Kaine has to go face the villagers to get her medicine. Right. So the grandmother has been collect, uh, uh, protecting Kane, keeping her in her cabin. Yeah. Uh, but she, and the grandma resists this. Like, mm-hmm. no, don't go out there. Right. I have to. Um, she tells off her old bully is this boy named Demo. And, uh, the apothecary gives her a set of past, pastel cra- uh, crayons and says, uh, to draw and immortalize your grandmother. Like anything that you draw will live forever or something like that. Yeah. Well, well, um, well, we decide to draw reveals, you know, what we're afraid of losing pretty much. Yeah. Something like, so I think that the, the line is explicitly something about living forever, which yeah. is a little bit on the nose since, you know, that definitively is not going to happen here in a moment. Right. Right. Um, you know, so her drawing is really bad. Connie's embarrassed, but the grandmother loves it, of course, because that's because grandparents like uh, kid drawings. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get uh separation, you know, it's been five years. You know, kind of his grandma is kind of slipping into into dementia. You know, she's just kind of losing steps. Uh, she goes on, kind of goes out in search of some food uh, and for some stones to fortify the house, um, not just against the shades, but against the villagers. Uh, while she's out, she sees a huge cloud of smoke from back in the direction she came from, you know, from over the grandma's house. And this gigantic shade lizard, the one that we end up fighting uh, in the first part of the game here, uh, has attacked. Uh, kind of rushes to her grandma's aid. But the lizard crushes her. Like, it's a just a terrible, very terrible brutal. scene. Yeah. It's yeah. described. I mean, like, the, the, this is all very well written. Yeah, uh, this I think is, so too. Yeah, this is described in, uh, in, in just a uh, horrible detail. Like, eventually they, um, they get to, like, yeah, like, Kine's cry, crying over a red smear by the house. Yep. Yeah. Um, we cut for just a moment to fight the tentacle shade in the library. Yeah. Uh, here. So there's a, there's a brief little <laughs> thing. And then we go back into the dreams, like the interesting thing. We've already fought that fucking shade. Yeah. Um, we get, uh, Connie's dreams encounter. So Connie lays defeated. Um, her left eye has been smashed. And again, this is very good writing. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, really, really convincing, uh, dying writing. Uh, when her arms, uh, is dead, uh, is dying and she says, this is going to make clapping a real bitch, which is pretty <laughs> funny, you know. I love that. Uh, Connie's great. Um, and she hallucinates the apothecary drawing her grandmother. Um, but the picture is devoured by bugs. Mm-hmm. Like she's, you know, she's going crazy. Yeah. And a voice of insanity kind of taunts her from inside her mind. It's like ooze crawls over her body and says like, hey, you're possessed. And you start hearing this, this voice and this this kind of uh, second voice of this kind of like, you know, a little bit like cool dude. You know, a little <laughs> yeah. bit like I'm a like demon voice cool, cool dude. Yeah. You know, kind of comes in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and has taken over part of her. Right, like, you and me, we got what we what you might call a timeshare arrangement. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this is this is a shade named Tyron, who like it's it's kind of hard to express again the way that like most things I think in this game that are good get undercut in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyron does not get enough to do. No. No. Uh, in this, like Tyron, we're gonna learn about him here. We're gonna get a like three lines, three or four like instances where he has lines. Yeah, like like Ty- then, Tyron will just be taunting from the sidelines as we're going through the events of ending B route. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like it just it doesn't happen very often. And then uh, Tyron ends up being like a MacGuffin to ending C and D. Right. But I really wanted more of this. Me too. Like this, I wanted this like this fourth voice to recontextualize the entire adventure. Yeah. You know, and it just kind of didn't happen. Yeah. And, and it's like, also it's also a good like 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 a good concept. Not everybody who was drawn into the Project Gestalt was a good person. Right. Yeah. And the thousands of years of being separated. Uh, would have caused you to go insane on your own, even outside of any kind of like relapsing kind of thing. So the idea of this killer's soul hopping from host to host at their most vulnerable, um, is a, it's good a nomad. Idea. Yeah. From Shadowrun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's just real cool. I just wish that, uh, Ty- Tyron was more of a character and had more of a part to play. Yeah. And that um, stuff. And I wish that Tyron, if we played as Kane, Mm-hmm. During the second part, which 1000% should have been the case. Uh-huh. Um, it would have been cool if Tyron would have changed gameplay as well. Yes. You know, even if, if Nier just had the ability to like, you know, I mean, it would have been a different event. It wouldn't have done the Rashomon thing, but mm-hmm. it would have been having this creature that has this power because that's the whole idea is this like temptation mm-hmm. that Tyron uh-huh. uh, represents. Yeah. And if you um, ever need me, I'll just be hanging out in this piece of meat you call a heart. Now get to it. The more you kill, the more your heart turns rotten and sour. And I like rotten and sour. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of threatens the takeover. Right. So if she ever stops, you know, if, if this bus ever goes below 50 miles per hour, <laughs> Tyron's going to start driving it. Right. Um, which is not <laughs> new no nos. Um, yeah. <laughs> if the bus ever goes below 50 miles per hour, I get to drive the bus. No Um, but it just, there's just not enough that's done with this. I think it's yeah. a great, like a cool idea. Mm-hmm. And like we've seen, you know, so the, the, this begins the recontextualization. We know that she has a shade in her. We've seen the results of this, you know, all those times where she gets cut down and gets back up, including like in the lost shrine where she explicitly gets shadeified and starts attacking us. Like that yeah. is, you know, that is what she's talking about. That's what she confesses to, um, to Emil, you know, to make him feel better about his condition saying like, yeah, we're a merry band of freaks, aren't we? So, you know, we yeah. can all come to this understanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wake up, uh, most of this stuff is the same things we've seen. Papala asks, uh, uh, Kane and Emil to leave the village. Um, you've got it in the notes that like this puts it, her being asked to be put to sleep in a new perspective, but it didn't feel like we know the specifics of the new information, right, but yeah, we knew that's... that she was half shade even before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just understanding that, you know, when it was just a shade, like, like, okay, that, 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 that is one thing knowing that it is a, a fucking venom. Like a symbiote. Yeah. 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 Like, Ven- venom kind of is like, a good way to put it actually. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of lethal, lethal protector. <laughs> Maximum carnage. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so, that, 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 that's that, that that's that that is the slightly new perspective that that, that yeah. it brings to it. Yeah, which is part of the reason why it's so frustrating that they don't do very much with the specificness mm-hmm. of the new perspective, right? So right. like, we don't actually learn anything really new. We learn how it happened, which was that she attacked and something preyed on her. Mm-hmm. But we already knew that a shade was in her. Yeah. What's interesting and new is that it, again that it's venom, but venom just doesn't get enough to do. Right. You know, so it, it's kind of failing to capitalize on this new information, I think, in a, in a kind of a serious way. Yeah. Um, 
So moving on to the Lost Shrine at this point, keep in mind that we had to go there to learn that we had to do the five things. Right. Um, we're getting these little cutscenes and cutaways um, over things. And it's those two armored shades we fought way back in the beginning of the game. They're called Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. And Gretel is mourning over Hansel. Now yeah. we can we can not only do we have clairvoyance, but we can understand them. Yeah. Um, you know, like back in the first half of the game, when we first came to the Lost Shrine, we killed one of them, leaving the other alone. Gretel yes. is alive. Um, and this is, you know, the, the scene that we're seeing takes place shortly after, you know, we, 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 we killed them. Um, you know, some shades approach and Gretel says, Hey, you know, don't, I'm not like you, you know, just stay away from me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Gretel doesn't have a reason to exist anymore. Like the thing that she was supposed to, uh, supposed to guard is gone. Uh, and Hansel's dead. So yeah, it's no good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and little shades start coming in. Mm-hmm. Or at this point, when you come in, like shades start kind of talking, and you can hear them. They're screaming in horror. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to be, and they're like they're kids, like they're little little ins. Yeah. You know, uh, Tyrion kind of like mocks them. Uh, not all shades stick together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Gretel says, "You know, I betrayed you. Or I mocked you. I betrayed you all because you went gestalt before the change was complete." Yeah. There. Yeah. Speaking. Um, uh, speaking to the to the shades. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you actually get there, Gretel attacks as like, don't you dare touch, don't you dare touch them. Yeah. So she's protecting the, the little ones. Yeah. Uh, which are in turn trying to protect her. That's why you're fighting yes. these little shades. Yep. Uh, of the, of the ones of these B-sides that work, this one works for me. It's real simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this is cool. You know, as a thing, like I like, I like this characterization. Okay. Yeah. Um, um when Kane is, is impaled, we get some more Tyrion, uh, dialogue. As he's kind of taunting her yeah, before we end up fighting her uh, in her yes. in, 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 in her shade form. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the other uh, kind of like little vignette scene. We can go to the junk heap um, again, doing <laughs> doing that terrible, terrible dungeon. Yeah. Uh, when we step in, like even before we get to uh, the junk brothers or what's, you know, what's their names, Gideon and Jacob, um, we get a little cutaway to uh, a scene within the junk mountain. A child shade is asking her mom, like, hey, are we going to die? Um, and the mother tells the child to run uh, as far as she can uh, and to remember her mother. Like this is, I believe it is meant to be during, during our initial assault on this in the early part. Possibly. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she, she sends her kid off and then I, I guess dies by our hand. Yep. Um, so we get, we get kind of our, our B side here, um, which I think it shows the, the whole scene of, uh, the older brother dying again. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Um, you know, we, we knew that before that there wasn't the robot really that did it. The robot was just watching, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so this is kind of from, from the perspective of the robot P33, um, who runs into this little shade mm-hmm. and says like, I'll protect you from the humans. And the kid goes, I'm going to call you beepy. <laughs> Very good. And. I, I I don't like any of this actually. Like, I, I hate the I hate the robot Iron Giant. Like, what game is this from? Like a boy and his robot. Like, yeah. what the fuck is even happening? Yeah. Why? 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 They're sentient robots. So the the, the little the little detail here is uh, is is good. Just the you know the fact that uh the the, the shade has a name. I think this is the you know outside of uh, Hansel and Gretel, and I guess we've seen it before. But like just the fact that it is Khalil, and also yeah. it, you know it, it is very explicitly childlike. I'm going to call you BB because P33 is not. You know, that's not, not, it's not a good name for a thing. BB? It's just like the, like there are, there are sentient robots now. Yeah. Like this is so on the nose and so crass of an attempt to pull my heartstrings mm. by doing a boy in his giant robot. Yeah. Like I, this made me mad. Mm. This and the facade one pissed me off. 
The, yeah. the other ones were fine. The, 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 the facade one bummed me out. This one was more like, I'm along for the ride. They're just, they just feel like they're from different games. Yeah. The facade one is about environmentalism. What mm-hmm. the fuck? Like yeah. what, again, what game is this from? Like, why is that a theme you're introducing this late in the game? Yeah. You know? Um, so Khalil says, you know, oh, when Jacob died, it was scary. Um, it turns out that the brothers actually caused that collapse, like, uh, caused an avalanche by being loud. Yeah. And P33 just watched them die. Yeah. And it just uh, happened to well, be that Gideon was, you know, saw P33 and, you know, ascribed malice to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you go get the memory alloy, uh, for Gideon's repair of that sword. We get a, a scene of Khalil playing with P33. Um, that's the last little bit before we actually come back and have our battle against P33 and Khalil. Remember in the initial, uh, in the initial fight previously in ending path a it sounds like um p33 is malfunctioning you know saying like escape to wider world protect blah 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 he's not actually just like spouting computer jargon or whatever like it's not just junk he is talking to khalil yeah yep and when he when he does his attack where he slams his head into the ceiling to make rubble fall he's actually trying to slam khalil into a pretty risky game actually <laughs> didn't just just turn his little friend into like a red streak but trying to slam khalil into an escape hatch yeah like you like trying to get say, like leave. hey you know like the, 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 they together said like oh you know we're gonna we're gonna live together and we're gonna go see the entire world p33 his, his only concern is for saving khalil's life yes yeah, yeah. um so, uh, and, and Khalil doesn't want to. No, no. Doesn't want to abandon his friend. Um, eventually you kill uh, Khalil, you kill P33. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then when Gideon is pounding on the fallen BP and kicking him and saying how he'll create weapons of war and stuff, which again, I felt bad about the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, adding the Iron Giant to it doesn't add that much. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion thinks this is funny. He says, what, yeah. what, a, what a beautiful example of humanity. <laughs> and then, um, and then the, like, that, that is, that doesn't add an awful lot. You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't add much. And then that immediately goes into like Vice saying, ah, revenge is a, is a bitter dish, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's yeah. a fool's errand in the near side. I yeah, know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I fucking know. The, uh, you know, it's like you just, uh, well, it, it, I'm just imagining like any other, like it's the equivalent of like you, you killed the Joker and he opens up his coat and he's just been lined with puppies that you've been punching <laughs> the whole time. Like it's so big. Yeah. This, this robot it's, it's, thing. So it's, it's laid on pretty thick yeah laid, laid on very thick to me yeah um the forest of myth is not very different which shouldn't so we shouldn't have done it you know a little bit more now yeah, yeah. so it's it's more a little interesting yeah but i can reflect i can i can recall things that i read before and recontextualize them without just reading them again yeah without going and doing the little memory quiz again yeah you know yeah, this, this should not be this should be cut yeah, recalls you know like like we talked about last last episode, there is very much like a melding of magic and technology going on here, and this tree is kind of a memory unit for kind of a, it's a repository uh, for the base of knowledge that will keep Project Gestalt going. Yes. and it is you know as the as the shades around and within it are going Gestalt, I believe they are kind of like corroding it and making it malfunction. Yes. Yeah. Um, out of all the, the revisits, Facade's my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, probably. Not because the dungeon, I mean, the dungeon of, of the Keep is worse, but this feels like horseshit to me. Um, <laughs> the uh, lead wolf, the shade wolf, like, looks out in the desert with his pack, uh, <laughs> and he's like, you know, this whole thing turned into a rug you'd buy on the side of the road. Like, <laughs> they turned our beautiful forest into this, into the desert. Like, right. how dare those humans not be into conservationism? <laughs> uh, you know, the, those those things. And it's like, well, you know, you know who else turned... Uh, you know, perverted nature. How about that whole shade village? Yeah. 
that we have. How about it's a little bit too late to even worry about this? Mm-hmm. Like, what what are you from? Like, what yeah. game are you from, Lead Wolf? Yeah. Now, have you have you seen what it's like outside? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is a post apocalypse, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like when did they turn this forest into this? No like, idea. it's been sixteen hundred years of this like medieval society. Like, mm-hmm. did it happen overnight? Facade you know, seems like been... it's really well established. They, they it kind of seems like it's always been desert. <laughs> yeah, and facade are not written as like it, the primary point of facade is not to be. So this is like a, a classic thing where they could have had this theme if they wanted it. Uh-huh. But instead of making facade goofy rules town to mm-hmm. make some kind of point, I don't fuck. I still don't think is like. I don't understand or get what the point is other than like, don't be beholden to rules, which like good job, <laughs> um, you know, but they make some kind of point, but make this like an expansionist, mm-hmm. like industrial area. Yeah. They make them profligate like, for polluters. Yeah. It wasn't already a thing. Yeah. Like, like the thing you made it instead was dumb as shit. Like yeah. why not actually make it the thing that ties into your B side? Yeah. Like the, like the, like this, this additional, this, this additional information isn't it, like it, it's picking up on a thread that wasn't, that wasn't there. Like, yeah, the wolves were attacking, but like they're wolves, you know? <laughs> yeah. And again, the scorpions were attacking. Yeah. As we mentioned. So in a, in a better world, we could have had scorpion king. <laughs> the, the mummy two, the corp- you mean, scorpion you king. You mean rock the Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> Yeah, Rock to Dwayne Johnson on DVD. Um, but th- this is just like this made me extremely mad. <laughs> like, yes, just we, like this we, is, we will make uh, our move on the humans on the morrow. Cool. Um, <laughs> good. Uh, so the wolves are uh, charging across the desert on their way to crash the wedding, and one of their brothers gets caught in a trap. Uh, and the 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 mask warriors were killing wolves uh, in this den because they wanted to keep the wedding area clear because right. they didn't want marauding wolves who had declared war on them <laughs> right. to fuck up the wedding. Right. Um, yeah. So the the wolves decide to make their move. Uh, the pack leader now has kind of two sided dialogue where both he and the king have you know roughly the same thing. Like we cannot we need total genocide for you. Yeah. Uh, we cannot know peace as long as you exist. Um, this doesn't work because the king just declared that genocide. Right. <laughs> Like that just happened because you killed his bride. Right. Like you, you know, the the idea is they're trying to show an equivalence here. Like they're mm-hmm. trying to do the you know perspective, perspective spec ops thing, but they mm-hmm. don't know how to do it well because no. the only reason the king is doing this is a brand new thing for the king. But the wolves have been waging war forever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's implied like they turned our beautiful forest into this. Like they're taking that combat to them prior to him killing the the wife. Yeah, you know it does. It it's not an equivalence. Yeah, the, 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 there there is definitely a read on this that without like that will like look at it winkingly and say, oh, it's just like Israel and Palestine, or pick any other seeming. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I'm serious. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm I know. I'm just I'm just trying. I'm laughing at the idea of the person with the courage to say that on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. And how hellish their life would become, like immediately after. Yeah, like, and, you know, and I'm 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 not being I'm not trying to make light of that no, conflict. No. You know, like <sighs> name any other seemingly intractable conflict. You know, especially since Taro came out and said, like a large part of this was informed by the war on terror. When you look yeah. at it through this lens, like it removes even more subtlety than like through the lens of uh, you know, like an environmentalist kind of kind of story, right? It, yeah. Yep. It's unsubtle and it's not a good equivalence. Yeah. Like if, if that were the case, I want to know which one of these he thinks represents which one because yeah. he thinks one of them is clearly right. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, you know, one of them. Uh, so just bad. Yeah. Just bad, dumb horseshit. And I hate this lead wolf king. Like, I, I do not like any of these wolf characters. I yeah. cannot be invested in them. And I didn't want to go through this goddamn I, wedding again. I, I don't know why the why the wolf gets a shade. 
like like which so, is i mean is a little bit like is it a little bit like people at the dmv making a driver's license for a dog just as a just yes. as a goof that, that is the uh so again i read this offline you know in a message board or something but the idea was that some people did the gestalt project with their pets okay so he tur- like maybe he has a dog at one point and then turned mm. into a wolf yeah we, we we get a flashback of him you know laying in the desert this old man comes up to him they were companions him and this and this yeah. wolf for this dog the man's going to die and you know he says like hey you need to continue on for me I have, my I have, work of destroying facade yes <laughs> <laughs> of killing killing brides and facade please continue my work yeah. my son it's a well-trained dog <laughs> Very specific, so dumb. but but just just bush league bullshit. Yeah. That yeah. whole sequence, and it's like hours. Like it's it's a it's a you know you you go past all the combat, right? But like not hours. It's it's like an hour and change to get through this thing that has no value, right? Um, very frustrating. Uh, so we're all the, we're already back at the eerie uh, where we started this episode, right? Um, so we get called back there and now we're hearing a little bit more dialogue while we're fighting the shades, you know, again, pretty on the nose. We do not desire conflict. If we can coexist with humans, then we can live peacefully. Mm. Um, you know, and everybody is terrified because, you know, the arrival of near, um, is, you know, just, uh, it, it, it is the end for them. Yes. Uh, and now, I mean, they, they'd already said this, like they gave away this plot, but they're saying they're begging not to yeah, die right and they already said like hey they're killing us as if they're treating us as if we're villains like they already gave this away but it's yeah. just more mm-hmm. the uh so you are the monsters um the uh the orb shade is still kind of wondering like what's going on yeah like they're, like well, they are, well what am i now who are we now yes yeah because uh, souls can can katamari up yes um, and when Kaine is downed, you know, remember when she was sidelined for this, you know, Tyrion starts taunting her saying like, Hey, is this the, is this the time where I come out? Have you gone too soft? Yeah. Yep. Uh, which it's not. Yeah. Um, something that's worth noting is that we, the player are understanding all this stuff. The characters aren't being shown it. No, no. It's implied that like Kane probably understands, mm-hmm. uh, the stuff because, cause she has, well, she's from the Harry. Yeah. And she's from the Eerie. Well, and also she has Tyrion in her head. Yeah, yeah. So Tyrion probably understands she is translating to Kane. Nier doesn't know this stuff, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and Emil doesn't know this stuff automatically either. Right? Yeah. So, like, Emil going supernova, he still has the same information he had the first time mm-hmm. we went through. Yeah. You know, so. Um, but you do this largely barely different. You do the air. So it's two two sections, either bad or barely different. We head to the Shadow Lord's castle. Um, <laughs> this is most of the same until we get to the ballroom, uh, yeah. where the spirits are protecting what's inside. Like the, you know, the, the ones who end up going, uh, go, going shade to fight us are specifically trying to protect these shade orbs, which are actually the shades of infants. Uh, yes. and as you start taking them out, uh, they cry when you fight them and the sorcerer who gathers them into the boar is their mom. It's like their caretaker. Yep. Yep. So just imagine Kane opening that door and just infants rolling over <laughs> and not wiping her out. Yeah. The um. But this this whole thing is kind of it's like a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a nursery sanctuary, something like that. This is more. This works for me better than the last couple ones. Yes. As a thing, just because like you know, call me hard hearted, but you know, no matter how poorly something is written, I can't get into killing infants. Right. Um. You know. So that that's how they make the uh, the boar. Uh, <laughs> Kane can hear uh, the shades. So Kane had some weird kind of dialogue during this the first time that is now recontextualized. Yes. Like uh, like yeah. at one point she even says, like, I don't need forgiveness. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Tyrion is starting to get confused, again, kind of hinting a little bit at C&D stuff, mm-hmm. um, saying, like, there's something inside her heart other than just rage and sadness. Yeah. 
She's there. she's and been a good host for all this time, but something yep. is changing over the course of this adventure. She's falling in love with Nier. <laughs> right. I took I took that to be to be love as the thing he's picking up on. Yes. Um, um Emil sacrifices himself. Um, and we get a cut back to the masked people and the board. Well, we, okay. After we go back to, so we go when we still do the Pablo stuff. Yeah, yeah. So just it, it doesn't actually change the content, the order of events. No, no, no. So, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, we we proceed as normal. Emil sacrifices himself. We get a cut back to the masked people. Um, you know, shouting at them. You killed all of our families. You took away their future. You demon. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> just like you killed the kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you killed the next generation. Oh, okay. uh, they're. You know, they, the, um, and the boar charges the king, the king, uh, spears it, uh, which somehow kills it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even though it's been invincible all <laughs> in this, all this time, um, they both die. Right. And the king has made a sacrifice to go live with his queen in the afterlife or what have you. Fear, I'm coming for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we go back now, continue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the shadow Lord is standing over Yona, um, says, you know, this is that scene that we couldn't understand what he said. So yeah. Soon my body will arrive and we'll be together just like before. Yeah. This is the major change in this is now we can hear what the Shadow Lord is saying and we understand mm-hmm. what his goals and intentions are as opposed to just seeing the results. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. And so, some of the stuff you could surmise too. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's a good performance and it's like it, it adds value to see it. Yes. You know, but it, it didn't feel like too much of a surprise. No, no. You know, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's not bad. It's like yeah. good, good, good content and good, uh, good character work. Again, like that, that bit about, you know, you contrasting your journey for Yona with his. Yes. Is resonant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you take down the Shadow Lord. Uh, you see Yona snubbing near again. Um, and now we can hear the Shadow Lord side of this conversation as Yona is, uh, uh, uh making her step into the light, uh, to make mm-hmm. room for, you know, the, the, the soul that replicant Yona. Uh, had developed and grown. You know, Yona doesn't want someone else's body. Shadow Lord says, no, like, like these bodies are ours to begin with. They are our right. Right. Someone's squatting in them. Yes. Essentially. Like he crawls after her. He's, he's down as he's begging her to stop. And crying. Like it's really affecting. Yeah. 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 Good performance. Um, and the final battle with Shadow Lord, you know, he says, Yona, I can't live in a world without you. Uh, and then this is when Nier responds because he doesn't understand what he's saying. He mm-hmm. thought that maybe Shadow Lord was taunting him or what have you. Yeah. Uh, near just says, shut up, I have something to defend. Yeah. Which so making is, you seem extra crash. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, oh, I've lost everything that matters. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter if I live or die. Well, I have something to defend, so get out of here, old yeah. man. Go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to skateboard onto a vape shop. <laughs> the, um, I watched last night, uh, I, I've been packing my new place, and I watched Gremlins 2. Okay. Which I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. Dude, that, that movie is a fucking revelation. Like, that's one of the funniest movies. And, like, when Gizmo... When he uh, when his owner dies, when the guy who runs the gizmo shop dies, uh-huh. he fashions a tiny black armband for himself. <laughs> uh, and he's walking around, and Billy's like, "Oh, you got a little black armband, huh? You made it. You're, you're sad." And he's like, Rrr. "And then when the the new batch comes up, uh-huh. the first thing the evil one does is rip it off, <laughs> like sneer at him, like you ain't mourning for shit." Well, the, uh, just to, to take that and post it as Twitter Twitter dot com dot text. Oh, you care exactly about it. something? Oh, you feel something? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Um, so original near pulls the, pulls the old twitter.com dot text. Yeah. <laughs> we see that. Um, and yeah, like, like, like instead of seeing the ending that we saw in ending, uh, ending a, like we get to see it from shadow Lord's kind of point of view, you know, mm-hmm. um, shadow, shadow Lord is sitting, uh, in his white, in his white void. And we're really only calling him shadow Lord at this point to differentiate him between near Gestalt and near replicant. 
Um, but he calls himself that. Yeah. Like yeah. other people refer to him as that too, yeah. which we, we talked about last episode, but yes, but he's singing this white void, you know, <laughs> basically decrying the fact that over all of this, over all the, all of this time, you know, ever, ever since uh, the, the, this, this whole project started, um, he has not really saved you. And all he's done is give her painful memories. You know, he, he failed her. And in effect, all he did was torture her, not just her, but to hers for over a millennium. Yeah. Yep. Pretty fucked up. And then just to, to underline it, we get cut back to the very beginning of the game. Yeah. During that tutorial part, because that's when this whole thing started. Yeah. You know, getting, getting her back. Um, they do their cookie splitting scene and he's kind of under trying to understand like why he failed. Right. Like what happened here. And it's kind of like his, his origins yeah. there, you know, he's, he's these other tragic figures like Devla and Popla and P33 and Khalil and et cetera. Like it didn't work. Right. It was all, all, all for naught. They were all trying to protect something that they loved. And just because of that, they ended up causing more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same could go for a uh, near replicant as well. <laughs> like yep. everybody was, uh, did, did, doing the best they could, but ultimately hurting people. Um, something that, uh, is only really explained in external text. So back at the beginning, uh, when near says to Yona, Hey, don't touch that book. And like, mm-hmm. like all of them are, you know, not, not really interacting with it. Uh, that's because those books were handed out as like the, as like the medium for doing the separation between body and soul, mm. you know? So like yeah. she touches it and, you know, gets sick. He also has touched it, um, uh, in order to get the power to protect her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, they took that, that, that extremely cursed object and put it in something that no one would ever touch. Yes. Like a book. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, they didn't want, they, basically, they, they didn't want any cool people in their new society. Essentially, just, just to attract nerds. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's just get the, just get the nerds. It's like that, that treehouse of horror where they, Bart and Homer find out they're on the, uh, the spaceship with Jay Leno and Rosie. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell and stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> they were on the bad ship that's yep. being sent to the sun. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, they didn't want that ship. <laughs> um, so then there's a post credit scene where a meteor lands in the desert and it's Emil's head rolling away. Um, which just feels like it's just kind of like, you liked this character, we liked him too, he didn't die. Right, right. And he's you know? just rolling through the desert, summing up the events. Wow, that was crazy. I can't believe how well my sister's body holds up. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about like, yeah, I gotta find a body or at least some legs. Uh, and he wants to go find everybody again. Um, you know, as long as kind of hasn't killed them all yet. Yeah. Which is, which is cute, but I, I don't like it when a sacrifice is undone. <laughs> right. In general. Yeah. Like it's cute. I, you know, I like the, I, I know that he, like I've seen pictures of something that at least looks like him in screenshots of near automata. So mm-hmm. like the idea of spending more time with him is not unappealing at the same time though, then don't sacrifice him. Yeah. Uh, that undercuts all that pathos for no good reason. Right. Um, so that bums me out. Actually, I did not like this post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so ending C and D, which I already talked about this, but I just wanted on the record that I hate that you have to collect all the weapons. I think that's a terrible, terrible decision. It's very bad. Uh, it only amounted to about four more hours of play for me, uh, to do it, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's four hours I could have spent on other projects. Yep. And watching it on YouTube resulted in no extra hours of play for me <laughs> and doing those extra, all that stuff would have just been, is just playing more game. Right. This only unlocks if you unlock all the weapons though. And I, again, that sucks, but assuming you did it or you're watching on YouTube, what actually happens is pretty good. And this is when we talk about the big tricks that near poles, this is the one I like better than the, they look like monsters to you. Yes. Um, so ending C, 
which picks up as soon as, you know, when Kanye walks away, this is based on ending A, mm -hmm. when she's walking away to say, I'm going to go take care of my personal shit. Uh, Tyrion is talking about um, how this Black Scroll is nearly taken over or, and asking like, hey, did you have fun? And Kanye like, lies to him. So I was like, yeah, you know, it was fun. And she, and he's like, no, I know you're lying. Like, this was not fun for you. No, no. You know? Um, he's like, he's like testing her because the ultimatum when Tyrion took over is, you know, if the, if, 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 if the bad times stop rolling, guess what? I take over, you know, yeah. Emil is gone and nobody can stop her. You know, like <laughs> basically, um, the thing that we didn't see at the end of, at the, at the end of ending A is her turning around and wanting near to kill her before Tyrion takes over. Yes. Yep. And this is an optional boss fight. Yep. Uh, which we fought her a couple times already. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like those fights, except that she also shoots magic like everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of like a test. It's the final kind of thesis statement for this game as a third person character game that is also a bullet hell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. most of them, I think that this one includes ones that you can't slap out of the air. Yeah. They've done that, um, with a couple, a couple of times. Yeah. I've always found it frustrating. Sometimes they're visually distinct. Sometimes they're not. Yeah. Like, or visually distinct enough. Mm -hmm. Like, I think in one of them, they're just a little bit smaller, actually, like not even bigger. No, oh, weird. But it's, it's, I don't like dodging. The bullets in this, um, I'd much rather slash through them. Yeah. Uh, and this, I, I remember being, you know, earlier when that happened, being frustrated. And when I watched this on YouTube, I was like, boy, <laughs> you know, be better, th better, you know, you know, pizza slammer 94 than me. Yeah. Um, um, it took me like a try or two. Like this is, this is pretty difficult to do. Um, especially with no, uh, with no magic or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a second phase brings about this melee portion, but Tyrion starts actually like, uh, talking to us. Saying that, like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, like, I can pin her down so you can save her. Um, oh, what, what you need to do is, like, plunge your blade into her heart. Yep. And, of course, you resist this, but he's making a pretty compelling case. Like, yeah. you have to trust me. This is what she wants. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, after you take her down, uh, you're given these two options. They pop up on the screen. It's, like, literally a menu option. It says you can either stab her in the heart uh, or... Uh, Tyrion says something like, there's a way that if you give up your existence, I can make her into a normal human again. Right. Uh, that's just total weird deus ex magic. Yes. Like the, the idea yeah. that like, oh, like if somebody erased from time, we can do this thing. Like that hasn't been introduced at any point. Right. During this as, as magic. It's just to make, give you a difficult choice. So like as much as I like the stuff that happens in this ending, I wish that they had seeded. Yeah. It. It would have been good if, this, if they bit. laid, if they laid track for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as, as of such, it comes out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. And also, I have no idea why Tyrion cares what Kaine wants. <laughs> so the way I read it uh, is that it felt like he softened a little bit, like they met a little bit in the middle. Mm, okay. You know, that's how that's how I read that whole thing. Like they did have this bargain. He wants to take over, but I think that he, you know, is also susceptible to the power of friendship a little bit. Right. Better, you know? be better that um, one of them dies than both. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, the choice is stab her in a heart, uh, you know, in her heart or give up your existence to make her a normal human being again. Basically something to do with the conservation of souls and bodies, I, th I think is the way that that is meant to be understood. Uh, and <laughs> before he gives you the choice says, well, anyway, good luck. Um, yeah. You know, yep. I think we even ask, like, like near yeah, why ask, do you like, want to do this? Yeah. Like pro for the yeah. same reason you that I do probably. Or the, the same yeah. reason that you do. Like, we, yeah. we, 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 but we both love her in a way. Yep. So, yeah, it does actually, like, it's text that he has, he's softened. Yeah. For her. Um, when you stab her, 
Uh, you bend down and you kiss her and she dissolves and Tyrion's voice is still around. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just hear his voice. Uh, and I thought for a second, I was like, oh, you transferred into me. That's, <laughs> that's a bummer, but that does not happen. No, no. Um, he says, you know, I lived with her, uh, for years, feeling all of her pain. You've definitely done her a huge favor. This is what she wanted. And your final message is thank you. Yeah. He says that in both their voices. That in both voices. And so Nier, you know, picks up the final remaining lunar tear flower. Uh, and that's the end. Yep. And it is the happy ending. Mm-hmm. So as much as the next one requires more sacrifice, it is a bummer. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so that's, you know, again, the kind of happy ending. If you don't, if you decide to erase yourself, um, what, this is the cool thing. Yes. So, and I'm surprised nobody like this wasn't spoiled for me. Like some of the, you know, it's so weird that they hinted at this kind of cool mm-hmm. idea and, or didn't hint at this cool idea mm-hmm. and didn't give it away and did hint at the, the whole B side. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I had, idea, I, you, I had this spoiled for me. It was a bit of a bummer. I think this is really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so if you choose to erase yourself, they say like, hey, you know, everyone you love will forget that you ever existed. And the game then says in game text, like, hey, this is going to erase your save file. <laughs> like all of them. And then it asks you several times, you know, like, are, yep. are you sure? Like, you know, are you are you walking into this, you know, of your own volition of sound mind? Like, understand, um, you know, you, you are sacrificing these past 30-ish hours if you're getting to yep. this point. Which is a cool, like again, a very cool trick. It's like mm-hmm. an indie game thing. Yes. To me, like, and it's one of those things when I talk about how near initially I thought, Hey, this, this game plays like shit. Does it have to be a game? And I was like, no, probably not. Like the story stuff would get along, but this little individual touch has to be a game, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be a bad game. And the fact that it's a bad game and I'm looking at it, I'm like, Oh, I'll never play this again. I don't care about, you know, I didn't, I didn't do this, but if I did again, imagining like, I don't care about my save file. Yeah. You know, but if this had been a good game, this would have worked so well. Like yeah. if you would ask me this question at the end of like a game I gave a shit about, mm-hmm. like, and I was more invested and more invested in like the choices I made. And the, if there was a character build, <laughs> right. I made like, imagine this in like, you know, Dragon Age or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's, what's crazy about it is like if I, at the very end of one of those games, if I had already seen everything and this was the last thing that, that I was going to do, what the fuck do I care if I delete my save? Right. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go back to it. Like, you know, I've, I've already done all the new game plus, like I've seen everything, but still, even knowing that, like it, it gives, you know, it gives a little bit of pause. Like it is still a form of collateral that you're putting up that it is not just, it is not just a text sacrifice. You are giving up something that is valuable to you as a player. Right. Mm-hmm. Like think back to, um, way back to the episode we did on Bastion. Oh, uh-huh. we talked about how, if you had made the destroy the world choice in that, they shouldn't let you play it again. Uh-huh. Like it should actually just take away your ability to play the game again. Yes. And that would, that's like the extreme version that is thematically, you know, fits with the actual game that would have been this. They didn't yeah. do that because that's real ballsy. This still feels a little bit of that ballsiness, even if it didn't lay track for it at all. Right. Like even if it just comes out of nowhere and like, oh, actually there are things that will affect, you know, the actual save game. Like it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, so it's a cool idea that I appreciate in a vacuum, mm-hmm. kind of regardless of the track leading up to it. The way it's executed is really cool too. Yeah, I, yeah, this I, is great. I, I really enjoy. So you know, you you say yes several times. You enter you enter in your name as a password, um, and then as this goes on, as you're being erased, it's not just you you, oh, Mr. Stark. I don't feel good. It is you're mm-hmm. watching your pause interface. You're watching Grimoire Vice. All of the entries from every single menu disappear. 
I can't believe I lost all those tutorials. <laughs> I collected them so hard. It got the, it, um, it got to the fishing log, and it was just the one yet, <laughs> just the yeah, one I had to catch for the story. Like, yeah. bleep, and then on to the yeah, next. Thank God. <laughs> like, <laughs> this would have been worth it just to get rid of that. <laughs> if only that could get rid of it from my memory. Yeah. Like, if if this actually like had a neural interface, and it meant to actually just forgetting the eternal uh, <laughs> sunshine. Me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. eternal sunshine, me, daddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's a good catchphrase. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, so this is, you know, it's pretty great uh, the way this articulates. You do mm-hmm. get a little ending before that happens. Yeah. Um, where, and this is why, why I say this is sad because Connie wakes up uh, in that boardroom. The sun is flooding and Yona says like, hey, are you the one that helped me? Right. Here. Um, looks around. There's a lunar tear. And Ken, Connie just has this vague sense of something being missing yeah. and will for the rest of her life yeah. is the way that I imply that. Like being love with, in love with somebody who disappeared is not a good thing. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Like this and, is a total bummer ending. It asks so much to give you a really sad ending, yeah. which I, I appreciate. <laughs> and it's like, no, this person wanted to die. Like they're like, there was, there was yeah. nothing, there was nothing for them. All that you did was maroon them in a world beyond, <laughs> beyond what they knew with a, with, you know, with, with, with a gaping hole. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that's know. still ending. What's that? And that is still ending. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that is still going to have worse problems with shades and, and all this stuff. Like there are no real happy endings in this game. No, the last all, one all was of, the closest one, but yeah, all, like, like, like all, all of them end up with humanity doomed. You quote unquote, quote unquote humanity, you know, the, the, com- the component parts. <laughs> They, yeah, the the individual the individual parts of this this bread this meat and this cheese doomed the um the and the the good that you can get from it is just who's going to be left over to it to enjoy what little they have left right and it's either near and yona you know or uh just near and yona mm-hmm. having done this back to mercy Where's Kane and Yona mm-hmm. and uh, who don't know each other <laughs> and just both of them have to have this sense of like doubt right. Uh, this is the canonical ending. This is the one that leads because in Near Automata, there is no inclination that Nier ever existed. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, and then you go back to the title screen, all your save games are gone. You can't back it up or anything like that. There might be. There, there, there's a way to do it. Like manipulating cloud saves. You can see this and get around it, but why? Yeah. Yep. That, that's <laughs> you. You're refusing to play along because of weird, obsessive tendencies yeah jonathan blow is very angry with you yeah and gary was very angry with you (laughs) jonathan blow united at last (laughs) the the only difference the only mark that you have seen this thing through to the end several times um is that on the title screen there is a lunar tear um in the background Mm -hmm. or in the corner where before it was just blackness which is tasteful and cool yep So like this little bit I think is really neat. I don't think this neatness is worth 30 hours of my time. <laughs> right. Um, but I think it is cool. Yeah. Uh, and then that ends up being near like a game that I end up being extremely mad at and frustrated by more often yeah. than not. Yeah. I don't think I got as angry angry at it as you did. Um, 
I just I don't I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm more frustrated myself because I end it like wanting to like it. I still end up wanting to cling to those to those parts that worked, right? And that is not out of a desire to say like, ah, yes, this part that worked for me ended up, you know, like the, none of the bad stuff mattered because it it did it did this good stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I don't understand what my instinct is to or where that instinct come from comes from to be like, eh, but it was kind of cool. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's hard to say because it's, it's the things that it, I think that what it is, at least for me, right? Like I don't have that instinct. I come down the other side, but Mm -hmm. if I think about that instinct or the part of me that feels that way, Mm -hmm. feels that way because the things that it does that are neat are rare, even if they're not the things that are like considered rare about the game. And Mm -hmm. what I, what I mean by that is that like the whole, you know, two sides think they're right has been done better before. Right. Um, you know, has, has been done better, like the metatextual stuff. The stuff that is about uh, playing games, which is not very strong here, but that, you know, this post-date to Bioshock, like that has been done mm-hmm. better and more concisely. Weirdly, the strengths of it are those like individual character writing moments, which are sadly kind of rare. Yeah. You know, like having that kind of like that crispness of dialogue and characters that are this likable and have these kind of dynamics is kind of rare. And it shouldn't be. Right. You would think that would be easy. Uh, but it is apparently not. Right. You know, so like when I feel good about it, when I feel like, oh man, you know, this is, there's something good about it. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm specifically thinking of the, of the just the, those little inc- incidental interactions between near Kine, Emil and Vice. Like yes. that core unit as a party, I think goes a long way toward leavening this for me. And and what's frustrating to me is just that it doesn't need them, mm-hmm. or it doesn't need, or it doesn't need to be. It needs that, but it doesn't need anything that you have to swallow along with it, right? To get there, you know, like it just, uh, you know, I've the things about this that are rotten, which are many, mm-hmm. are just not additive, mm-hmm. you know. And the things it misses more than it has a reputation for missing. I think, you know, like the uh, the the thing that you know they look like monsters to you thing is just not done super well. And the explanation for how it got there is really convoluted and the characters don't ever really grasp with it. Right. You know, even near doesn't. Yeah. Like, like he, we talked he, about he never has, doesn't. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is never an, Oh my God, what have I done? Kind of moment. And maybe that is in support of the fact that, you know, regardless of the provenance of, you know, these shades and what they actually are, they have still cost the near that we're playing as everything that he loves. Right. Yeah. But you know. for that to work, I think you need to set up to have a story about um, two uh, opposing sides that both think they're right and they're both justified. They have to be more equal than this. Yeah. More justified than this ended up kind of being. And just the the goofy sci-fi plot that brought them there complicates things in a way that is not additive and you know digressions into wolf zone and iron (laughs) giant zone like aren't additive to that theme like there's just so many things of it that don't support the themes yeah you know and that just ends up being like the experience just ends up being very frustrating to me because of that and i think it's because it could have been good like there are good ideas Mm -hmm. there are good characters yeah i can you know like bad combat is sufferable as long as it doesn't make me do an awful lot of it for no reason right it's bad combat is 
a lot of times like a norm in games, but it's not bad. Like it's the thing that I learned because I was expecting the bad combat because everyone mm-hmm. talks about that. I wasn't expecting the the terrible level design and terrible yeah, yeah. kind of quest structure and <laughs> terrible character build options yeah, and terrible it, economy. It's supposed to be pick terrible, two, not pick none. Right? Yes, ex- exactly. Like, and it just none of those things are fun. Yeah. You know, so I can do kind of bad combat if I'm enjoying the character I built to perform it. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm enjoying the areas I'm walking through to get to it, mm-hmm. or if I'm enjoying anything other than just like the party banter, <laughs> right? If if, if I if, if I'm enjoying anything other than the party banter, or just the un or just the potential of the ideas that are you know uh, the the potential of the ideas that exist in my head, the promises that have not been uh, thoroughly broken by the game's inability to fulfill them. Yeah, like the the I I spend the time that I spent enjoying uh near part of it was just enjoying those things that it does well and then part of it was just what if mm-hmm. you know like if this was the good version of itself it would be pretty cool but that has a really low ceiling for me. Yeah. You know the like if they had done this well it would be good because that's true of most things. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and again, like, you know, how many times do we talk about the sting of unfulfilled potential, right? Of missed yes. opportunities. Yeah. And that's, that's where I came away from this feeling. Like that's the, the number one feeling I have is that there's a version of this somewhere with in, you know, innumerable changes that could have been, I could have loved, like this could have been an all time favorite yeah. for me. And, but it's not easily like sometimes I play a game for the show and I'm like, Oh, this could have been an all time favorite easily. If not for this. Yeah. This could have been an all-time favorite. It has that quality that is, you know, that kind of uniqueness of character and uh, in a literal and, you know, the character sense and in general that I do value in things that I absolutely love. But it just needs so much work. Look at a house. You know, look at the game as a house. If you were shopping for this, it would be a teardown. You know, (laughs) all all of these fundamental things wrong with it. You know, you you either. Yeah, I just say it wouldn't be worth saving. And not even a strong foundation. Yeah. You know, like a strong foundation to me implies like a different kind of game. This is more like this has really amazing wainscoting, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like I'd like to have that wainscoting reclaimed, but I'm not going to live in this house for it. Right. You know, um, and it, it's really it's more like, you know, it's a game. So it's it's renting the house for a week. But right. it's still uh, what ended up part of the reason why it's so frustrating is because I wanted to like it. Like if if you go back to episode one. You know, I pushed for this as an option because I didn't want to do another random encounter heavy classical JRPG. And I thought that an action game at the very least, like I was thinking this was going to be like God of War. No. Like, you know, transitioning us into what we're doing next. Like God of War is pretty boring in combat. (laughs) Like that is – it's a very important game, the fulcrum on which like gaming changed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But the actual experience of like going through these hallways with endlessly respawning archers like (laughs) is pretty annoying. (laughs) Um, But – like, it's not that. It's worse than that. Like, those games, you know, those levels are bad, but there's secrets in them. And they, they move at a steady clip, and you don't revisit them constantly. You know, like, the, those little, those individual game things, it didn't end up being better than a, just a JRPG slog. Yeah. You know? It ended up being, like, a weird chimera of different genre slog with a couple things that are really remarkable about it. So. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed they, they, you know, it's it's a cliche. It's almost not worth saying that. Like, I'm happy that the 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 structure of the show had brought me to play this because I'd flirted with you know I'd gone through about halfway through like the first playthrough, um, mm-hmm. 
couple years ago and just kind of stopped because, you know, not because of anything the game did or showed me, uh, but just because it got pulled away to do other stuff. Like, you know, I probably wouldn't have played as much of this and been introduced to characters that I like, uh, without, uh, w- without the show forcing me to do it. I think that these led to, yeah, led to good episodes. I just mm-hmm. wish I, I, you know, I, I wish that I liked it as much as I wanted to, you know? Yeah. I, I think so too. And this, this did cause me to do a lot of self interrogation about like auteurs and how I feel about, you know, feel about that in general, which is something like it didn't change that much, but just made me think about it again. Yeah. You know, as, as an idea of being skeptical about it and also, uh, just about like, what are the minimum, like what makes, a game that is good, you know, is is the the 10% good worth the 90% that's bad? And that's something that's changing in me as time goes on. Like, yeah. you know, it feels like every week I get some kind of curious cat question that's like, don't you think that the fact that you do this podcasting for a living is making you do that? And I don't think so. I think I'm just getting older and less likely to want to deal with 90% bad for 10% good. Yeah. Kind of no matter how good the 10% is. Yeah. You know, like I, I said this like early on, but like I'm still down for for flawed gems. I'm not down for gemmed flaws. <laughs> and this is this is a gemmed flaw. Yeah. You know, um, and that sucks. And I, I don't I need a long break from playing games that are just kind of crap, except for they do one <laughs> cool thing. Like, you know, those make good episodes. People like those games. People like those episodes. But like, man. Well, yeah, we still, you know, we still it, have still to live it. Like, like it's so hard to do this after pathologic, right? Uh-huh. Which is also a game that is hard to play and has these things that is like, I think is like 10 times as good a game. Yeah. Like pathologic is math masterpiece class. Like that's you're at least in like that. These are the truly great games we've done for the show. Yeah. The things it does that are neat are way neater. Mm-hmm. And the things it does that are bad are way better. And it's coherent. Like it doesn't feel amateurish. Right. You know, like it's so hard to do this after that because there, I think that there's an understanding that these games would go together, you know, and this just suffers so much in comparison to pathologic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy that we did it though, because I think that ultimately, you know, a complaint that we made several times during these three episodes, uh, (laughs) that, uh, we never made during the one episode that we did about pathologic is so much about near does not actually support the theme. Whereas everything, you know, and obviously there are exceptions, Speaking in absolutes is bad. Everything about pathologic to my experience supported what pathologic yes. was about, you know, yeah. like it and was this- like it, it was very big and sprawling and way too long, but it didn't feel like there was much of a failure of editing. Whereas yes. this is just a parade of failures of editing. Yeah. Like, why is this here? And that's a question I had to ask constantly. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I like that we did them together specifically. Like, I'm glad we did pathologic in general. You know, I'm glad we did near, but I'm more glad that we did near because we did it after pathologic and they make this such a useful point of comparison between the two. Like it's just, uh, just night and day, Mm -hmm. you know, for something that is on the surface, like kind of similar, like both of which are hard, hostile, you know, experiences like that are kind of boring. You know, you spend so much time in pathologic just walking and running errands, you know, like it just, one of them is thematically cohesive and one of them is severely not. Yeah. You know, and it just, uh, that shit matters. Like it all matters, you know? So that's where I get, came away from it. But the, uh, if you, if you're listening to this, um, it is probably too late to send in your responses, but you probably, I'm sure you already did. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is for the 15th. So if you have anything to say about, uh, next month's games, um, so stay tuned, uh, next episode to hear us talk about your responses, to God of War and near. If you have anything to say about auteur adventure game month, 
uh, hit us up by the 15th of September. Yes. And uh, those games are Quest for Glory 2, Callahan's Cross Time Saloon, and Gabriel Knight 3, Blood of the Sacred, Blood of the Damned. Yep. Yep. Looking forward to all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, been, uh, found myself reading, I, Quest for Glory is the kind of game where you really want to read the manual before you go into it. It's a fun <laughs> manual, if I remember. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I've been, yep. I've been preparing myself for that as it stands. And also yeah. figuring out how to get DOSBox to work. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> the, Hell um, yes. Yep. Um, you just gotta find the PS3 port of Quest for Glory too. <laughs> just pop in the disc and it just works. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, stay tuned again for next week too, because we'll announce what we're doing in October. Uh, not next week, the week after, after God of War. No, oh, you're right. Yep. yep. Week after, week after. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, weird, uh, five, five week month. <laughs> um, if the, uh, Autour Adventure Game Month was a sponsored yes. episode by Nick, uh, if you want to, uh, sponsor a month or an episode or any number of things, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TV and learn how. Yeah. Um, yeah. We really appreciate everybody who has done that in the past. That is a way that, uh, I mean, the, the show and this network are our primary means of support. Like this, mm-hmm. is, you know, your support helps us dedicate as much time as, uh, you know, helps us dedicate as much time as we do to playing, uh, you know, stuff like near these long, mm-hmm. long games. Yep. And, and looking into them and reading about them and, and, and all that jazz, yes. you know, it is the reason why that happens. Um, so uh, if you're able to do that, that is great. Uh, under- we understand that money can be tight. If you're unable to do that, you can head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps more people learn about the show. Um, you can also uh, tweet about the show or write about message boards. Uh, we see that when that happens because yeah. uh, we're, we're vain, petty boys. <laughs> and uh, it's very appreciated. Yeah. Um, here's something that I don't think we've ever talked about. The podcast app that I use the most is called Overcast. Overcast actually has a recommendation feature. So ah. if you go in and if you uh, kind of star an episode that you like, um, the people that you follow uh, on Twitter, and I believe there's also a Facebook integration, when they go in to look for um, kind of new shows, like within Overcast directory, uh, individual episodes and individual podcasts that you recommend will pop up for them. So uh, I look at the numbers. I know that a lot of you use that app. Uh, just another way to, uh, you know, a, a no cost way to help spread the word about us. Yeah, I did not know that, but I encourage you to do so. Um, yeah, and I think that's probably about about it. I think so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so thanks, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, what should they watch out for until next time? Cool. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Having your soul separated from your body. Yeah. I mean, watch out just for new just... soul growth. <laughs> yeah. Soul growth. <laughs> watch out for squatters. <laughs>